You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 149. And uh, it's a very special episode. We're talking Final Fantasy V. And we're doing it with a special guest. It's just exciting all around. Uh, Our guest is longtime supporter of the show and one of the names that I most frequently mispronounce when I give the Patreon shoutouts, uh, Mr. Ben Bullio. And Ben, I'm sorry, I probably butchered your last name again. I apologize. Uh, back in December, when I did my 24-hour charity stream, Ben was one of the people that donated to it. And everyone that donated got entered into two draws. And one winner got to win a copy of whatever game they wanted. And the other winner got to pick a game to talk about on Remember the Game and then was allowed to come on the show as my guest. I shouldn't say allowed. I mean, was invited. That's a much more elegant word. Uh, the other winner was invited to come on the show and talk about whatever game they wanted. Ben won that draw. 
picked Final Fantasy V. It took me forever to play it, so my apologies, Ben. But I finally did. We recorded the episode a couple weeks ago, and uh, Ben fucking killed it. Very well-spoken, great guest, really nice guy. Kind of balanced out my incompetence, and uh, I think we turned out a beauty of a podcast this week. So uh, Final Fantasy V is interesting because... Just quickly, if you don't know, I fuck every time you talk about the fucking Super Nintendo Final Fantasies, you gotta throw this stupid little explanation there. Final Fantasy 2 and 3 on the Super Nintendo are Final Fantasy 4 and 6 in the Final Fantasy series. Not every Final Fantasy game made its way. Uh, I don't even know if they went to Europe. I know they didn't come over here to North America. So 4 and 6 were the second and third Final Fantasy games to come over here, so we got them as Final Fantasy 2 and 3. Final Fantasy 5 never came over here back in the Super Nintendo era. Um, many Final Fantasy fans, myself included, consider 4 and 6 to be amongst the best games in the series. I, I, I fucking adore both those games. And I've always wanted to play 5 because I was like, it's like that weird third kid it's that third super nintendo era final fantasy game that i i know i'm gonna love if i just sit down and give it a chance it was released here years after it came out uh as final fantasy 5 advance i believe it released on the ps1 too in one of the final fantasy anthology collections um i played the the game boy advance version so technically that's what we're going to be reviewing uh it's it, my understanding is it's very similar to the other ones there's a little bit extra but we're reviewing final fantasy 5 as a whole and i've been so excited to play this game forever it gets me kind of hot and bothered to think there's a super nintendo era final fantasy that i haven't played and all i wanted out of it was another four slash six or two slash three whatever you want to call them and uh yeah we fucking got it. it it's different as we'll explain but it's just as good i put it right on par with the two Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games. I loved it that much. God, I wish fucking Square would just bundle Final Fantasy 4, 5, 6, put them on the Switch, and release them. Why not? We'll pay for them. I want these games handheld on my Switch. Fucking do it. So anyway, uh, this game is fucking awesome. You're not gonna you're gonna hear practically nothing but good things about Final Fantasy V. And in case you're worried about spoilers, because I know some of you haven't played this one yet. The story's not very deep. It is a little weak compared to... Four, well, it's a lot weak uh, compared to Final Fantasy 4 and 6, in my opinion. Um, so while we do kind of talk about it, we don't get too spoilery. There's really not that much to spoil. There's one... I don't want to call it a twist, but one kind of big event in the game during the story. And we we do briefly talk about it but we warn you going into it we warn you right before we talk about it we tell you skip ahead 30 seconds it's all you got to do and then you won't have anything ruined for you and it's near the end of the podcast and we warn you warn you warn you so we won't ruin i don't think we'll ruin anything for you so if you haven't played final fantasy 5 you can listen to this one guilt free i don't think we're going to ruin any of the game for you okay uh, and we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of ruining stuff it's time for yet another edition of the remember the game infamous intro No joke, that was my third fucking attempt at that four minutes of an intro of the... Uh, God, I just kept fucking it up. And I was get, I just, Oh, fuck, I was getting it. I'm recording this at like 8.30 in the morning. And usually I record in the afternoon, but I wanted to get this one done this week because I have a lot to do today. And I... Fuck me, just... I almost gave up. And I was like, one more attempt. And if I fuck it up again, we're done. But I didn't fuck it up. Anyway, anyway. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Consider this your warning. Our intros are pretty long. Uh, but they're also fun. It's not like they suck. We talk about video games and stuff. It's a good time. Our intros are like the pre-drinking that you do before you go to the bar to tie one on. You're, you're just pre-drinking right now. We're just Drinks are cheaper. There's less risk of you puking. You don't have to wait in line to get to the bathroom. It's wins all around. Um, 
We have merchandise. That's always how I kick off the intros these days, just quickly so you know. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all kinds of stuff. Rockin' sweet new Remember the Game art that was drawn by my man Joe over at 4545creative.com. So you can find all of our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested in supporting the show that way. And of course, you can support the show on Patreon. That's the cheapest way. It's the easiest way. It's I'm not going to say it's the coolest way because fucking... I, will, I won't lie to you guys. As someone who... Didn't think anyone would listen to this show three years ago. Seeing people wear your merch is pretty fucking cool. But Patreon is the is the cheaper way to sign us up or to support us. Pardon me. Uh, we're right on the doorstep of 300 patrons, which is fucking awesome. Uh, for only $2 US per month, you get a ton of stuff. And then in addition to all that stuff, which I'll explain in a minute, you get two additional podcasts every week. You get exclusive access to both my gaming news podcast, Game Patch, every single Friday morning, and my gaming discussion show, Expansion Pass, every Sunday morning. You also get instant access to literally dozens and dozens of previous bonus episodes of Expansion Pass, mostly. You can listen to old game patches, but they're just outdated game news. I don't know if they're as interesting, but there's like 70 or so bonus episodes of of Expansion Pass waiting for you right there. Uh, This past Sunday, we talked about the best sidekicks in gaming on Expansion Pass. That was a really fun episode because almost everyone that considers themselves a gamer has a sidekick or a wingman or somebody in a video game that they love. And it was nice to kind of pull them out of that player two role that they've been typecast in and just give them a moment in the sun, just a moment to shine. Uh, And as is becoming tradition here in the intro, uh, this is a quick sneak peek of last Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, the best sidekicks in gaming. One of the characters on my list that nobody brought up was Daxter. From Jack and Daxter. And I gotta be like, I love a good buddy game. You know, like a buddy flick, but video games where you have a duo that goes through the games together. And and Jack and Daxter did that in spades while still making Daxter the sidekick. You don't really play as him, you just control Jack. Daxter's there with his stupid comments trying to help you out on occasion. Um, I love a good funny character or a good funny sidekick. And we'll get to that in a minute because there's some fucking beauties on this list. But I like my sidekicks funny. I also like them loyal. And I kind of like it when you don't control them and they're just there offering advice and making their stupid little comments and stuff like that. And then you add in that whole, like I said, that best friend gimmick. And we have a couple more of them that are going to come up right away, including a certain little robot uh, that's in two seconds is going to pop up. But uh, yeah, fucking so huge shout out to Daxter. I was a little disappointed that nobody else brought Daxter up, but I was like, that was one of the top three. Uh, Diddy Kong, Daxter, and then the character I'm saving for the end of the podcast were the first three sidekicks I personally wrote down. So that was last Sunday's episode. And now for this weekend's show, I, I think... I think we're going to talk Mario, and uh, because next week, it's Remember the Game number 150, next Wednesday, and we're talking about the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, and the game chat portion alone that we have already got recorded for that episode is over an hour and a half long, so next week's Remember the Game is going to be a fucking jumbo podcast, uh, so... I wanted to kind of stick with the Mario theme for the week because it's like, you know, it's a, 150 is kind of a milestone and Super Mario Brothers is a big game and you guys know I'm a huge Mario fan and 
all that kind of stuff. I'm a little con- not concerned, but I am wondering how long the like your memories of Super Mario Brothers portion of the podcast next week is going to go. So I thought I would kind of just get out in front of Mario and, and talk about him. So we're just going to talk about the character, his influence on the industry, why I love him, my favorite memories of him, my favorite games with him. I'll open the floor and we'll all just gather around and show Mario some love on Expansion Pass this Sunday. Or hey, if you don't like him for whatever reason, I encourage you to write in and explain why. It's not like you'll be banned or anything. Pro- prob- probably not. Nah, maybe. Probably you won't be banned if you write in and shit on Mario. But let- we'll talk Mario on Expansion Pass this weekend. So again, to wrap up the Patreon plug, two bucks US a month gets you access to those podcasts every week, plus all the old episodes, plus you get access to our Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll, you can submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name, just like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons, Daniel Stidham, Nerdy Retro Gamer 86 Paul Holder, Darth Obvious, Devin Doslaw, and Trapper Keeper 1000. Thank you all so, so much, and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. Done. I have a P.O. box. You can find the full address on my website if you want to just send me a postcard or a letter. I'm not asking you to send me, you know, fucking video game consoles or video games or anything uh just you know shoot me something little let me know where in the world you're listening if you put your address on there i'll send you remember the game postcard back we'll be best friends that'll be fun and as always i stream on twitch a few nights a week if you want to come hang out i'm there tuesday and wednesday night at 8 p.m mountain standard time saturday afternoon at 1 p.m mountain standard time and i do a lot of interacting with the chat while i just think around and play whatever i feel like playing and it's actually a lot of fun and i know i'm you're under no obligation to subscribe or donate or anything. I don't even bring them up. Uh, I mean, I thank you if you do it, but I don't. I I just want to. It's just a chance to hang out with the hot dog. So twi- look for member the game on Twitch, not remember member the game over on Twitch.tv. If you want to come hang out, that's it. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you with blowing in the cartridge. Is our opening segment of the show? I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. Uh, and we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. And I'm going to start Blowing in the Cartridge this week by addressing the fucking Sega Sat, the fucking Saturnians. If, you don't, if you're newer to the show, we have a small but vocal group within our community that love the Sega Saturn that just won't fuck it. They're like lice. That's what I've started calling them. They just won't. You think you got them all, but you forget about the eggs. Shout out to anyone that gets that reference. Um, And a few of you wrote into Blowing in the Cartridge this week with Sega Saturn poems. And I appreciate the effort. I'm not tainting my show with a literary work as classy as poetry when it's about something as uncultured as the Sega Saturn. But I did write a poem of my own in the form of a haiku. And this goes out to all the Saturnians. And it's called Saturnians by Adam Blank. The Sega Saturn is an abomination. Oh, and fuck you line. So there's, there you go. There's your Sega Saturn poem. Now we'll get into the actual good comments from you fucking Saturn fans. It's fucking, oh, they just won't go away. Uh, Super Dave wrote into us on Patreon and said, has there ever been a multiplayer or online focused game that you have been motivated to master? Uh, yeah, there, well, kind of Dave. Cause I don't, if you're, if you don't know, I don't play a ton online. I'm primarily uh alone in my room with the lights off no pants playing my video games by myself i like campaigns and story modes and stuff but there are two that popped to my head right away that i've spent a ton of time with online that i would say 
Yeah, yeah, I would say I've, I've tried to master. One is Tetris 99. We stream it every, pardon me, we stream it every single Tuesday. I've almost 200 hours played on my Switch. I'm at 97 wins. I'm so close to the 100 win mark. So Tetris 99 is the first one. Mario Kart 8 is easily the second one. I've never played a game online as much as I've played, well, I guess Tetris 99. But other than Tetris 99, I've never played a game online as much as I played Mario Kart 8. And the only reason I've kind of drifted away from playing it online as much as I was, was because I've just played it so much. And I'm like, dude, I want some new tracks or fucking give me something different. So I want more. But those would be the two, Dave. Tetris 99 and Mario Kart 8. Uh, stupid monkey wrote in and just said Ninja Turtles are awesome. Agreed. It's been a couple weeks since the Ninja Turtles came up, so I wanted to shout out the Ninja Turtles. Also, if I'm not mistaken, the la- the third issue of the Ninja Turtle comic book, The Last Ronin, comes out this month at some point, sometime in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I'm not going to spoil anything about it. Just if you haven't been reading them and you like the Ninja Turtles, one of the coolest comic book series that's ever existed. Maybe one of the best stories that's ever been told about the Turtles. Uh, two episodes, two issues of five have come out so far. And three, it's in the future, and three of the Turtles are dead. The fourth one is looking to avenge them. And I'm not going to tell you who's still alive. I would strongly recommend, if you're at all interested, don't look it up. Just read the comic books, okay? There you go. Thank you, Stupid Monkey. Dave McGee. Wrote it to us on Patreon and said, so since diving into next-gen gaming head first, could someone go to work for me so that I could catch up on my backlog? I can make you a wicked roast for dinner. Uh, That's a fucking, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'll work on your backlog for you, Dave, in exchange for a roast dinner. I'm not fucking going to work for you. Ah, roast is pretty good. And you post a lot of food pictures on your social media. You might be a good cook. Um, the reason I read this is because I've actually been kicking around the idea of an episode of Expansion Pass dedicated to backlogs. But I've been kind of holding off on it because I don't know how I'd make it entertaining aside from, like, I don't want it to just be everyone listing off their backlogs, which is kind of what I think it would be. And the other thing is, like, I don't know if any of you feel this way, but, like, ever since stuff like Game Pass and PS Plus and, and all that shit, like, I've kind of just given up on my backlog. Like I, I, now I just look at it as like, I look at my backlog of gaming, the same as like the backlog of movies. It's like, I'm never going to watch every movie that I would like to see. So it's like, or read every book that I want to read. I'm never going to play every game that I want to play. So it's like, I agree with you. It's, it's, it feels like you'll never catch up, but just if anyone out there is stressed out about your backlog, particularly if you're signed up to one of these subscription services where it's kind of all you can eat, but with video games, just give up just enjoy it just fucking play whatever you want you're never gonna win you can't beat your backlog these days it's i love it i once you get over that initial hump of the stress of being like oh my god i have such a big backlog then it's just like dude i'll never not have something new and exciting to play and that's fucking gaming euphoria so fuck yeah uh troy ksuniuk whose last name i'm 100 i'm sure i'm mispronouncing wrote in and said, uh, I just want to let you know how grateful I am that you have such awesome content that I look forward to every week without injecting all the bullshit that is all over the news and social media. Thanks for providing a much-needed refuge from all the garbage that seems to be permeating every corner of every form of entertainment. Keep up the great work, Adam. Uh, thanks, Troy. And I don't I don't always read the comments that are just being nice to me, but every once in a while, I, it feels good. It's nice to read one. And uh, I kind of posted about it on social media this morning, and I'm not going to get into it, but I just, I'm not saying that the world's issues aren't important. I'm just saying that, like, they don't need to, and I'll die on this hill, they don't need to be in every aspect of everyone's lives. And uh, frankly, I take some pride in the fact that, you know, when you put on an episode of Remember the Game, you can just shut out the world for the next 90 minutes and just listen to a moron uh swear too much and mispronounce big words and talk about old video games and i 
that's what I wanted the show to be when I started, and that's what this show will be until I either die or receive a large check from somebody, sell out, and plug and talk about whatever they want me to plug and talk about. So thanks. I appreciated that. Thank you, Troy. Uh, a couple more here, and then and then we'll, we'll get out of this segment. Uh, Brian Ransom wrote in and said, Hey there, Adam. I was wondering what your thoughts were on the upcoming DC games coming out within the next couple years. Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. What have been your thoughts on previous DC games, and what would you want to see in future superhero games? Uh, Brian, I am, I would say I'm lukewarm at best on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Not because I don't think it's going to be good necessarily, but because I just, I'm not a big, I'm I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big DC fan period. I prefer Marvel to DC pretty heavily. Uh, and I just, I, I'm like, I, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I don't like Harley Quinn. I know a ton of people love Harley Quinn. I think she's a cool character, but I'm just sick of her. I'm like, dude, go the fuck away. Why are you the star now? I like, I anyway. So I'm lukewarm on Suicide Squad. I am fucking crazy excited for Gotham Knights, though. Uh, I know that I mentioned that I'm not the world's biggest DC fan, but Batman, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight are all fucking incredible. I didn't really care for Arkham Origins, but uh, but three out of four are fucking for my money maybe the best superhero games ever made aside possibly from spider-man on the ps4 like i think they're kind of in the same class and so if gotham knights just follows that arkham formula but gives you four characters to play as instead of one and has a decent story i'm all in like i i would put gotham knights on my most anticipated games list somewhere i don't know where probably around the middle of a top 10 but i'm really excited for gotham knights and uh and i i love the arkham games and what would i want to see from future superhero games uh, to be honest with you, dude, the only thing that I really want out of an upcoming superhero game is I would love to see the next Spider-Man game have Venom in it because Venom's my favorite character. Oh, dude, imagine like a like a maximum, like a, oh, I would love a Carnage storyline, like the maximum Carnage storyline again, or maybe just a different story like that, but it with the Spider-Man engine from the, PS, the Insomniac PS4 Spider-Man game. But give me Venom, have Carnage show up. Ah, that's my favorite. So that's that's what I would want. Uh, Dan Wagner wrote in and said, I just got done listening to the Toe Jam and Earl episode, and it was one of your best so far. One huge problem, though. You said that you're a fan of the Rolls Eyes, Denver Broncos. I'm a native to Kansas City, and being a huge Chiefs fan that I am, we're now officially rivals. At least you didn't say the Raiders. But I gotta know, how did you pick Denver as your team? Was it similar to how you picked the Rays? Or did you just dig Peyton Manning back in the day? So I won't I won't get too into sports because I know not everyone listening is a sports fan. But uh the, the honest, I only watched football so I didn't watch football till sometime in the last ten years. And I always kind of like the Denver Broncos just because of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer reveals to Hank Scorpio that his dream is to own the Dallas Cowboys. And then at the end of the episode, uh, he gets the Denver Broncos and he's like, oh, the Denver Broncos. And so I always kind of thought they were funny because of that. And then the first year I started playing fantasy football and got into football was the year that Tim Tebow was the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And if you don't know... I'm not even going to get into it, but he was kind of a not great quarterback that had a kind of a Cinderella season. And, uh, that was, it just stuck. And I've liked him ever since. And I do really like Peyton Manning. Um, but yeah, so that's how I became a Denver Broncos fan, but I like the chiefs. So we're cool, Dan. I, I mean, I know technically we're rivals, but I, I, I got time for the chiefs. I think Mahomes is the most exciting player in the league right now. So, uh, Joe Gillespie wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, 
I recently got a copy of Tiger Woods 2005 from my GameCube. I was a big fan of the game when I was in my early 20s. My buddy Corey and I would play it all night drinking beers. Anyway, the reason I'm emailing is that while playing the game, I couldn't help but think about the recent EA trading card fiasco. The in-game purchases and the little nickel and diming you for every little upgrade that were non-existent in 2005 life. Obviously, this was before mainstream internet gaming, but you're still able to build a player and customize the hell out of him. However, rather than making you purchase better golf gear, new apparel, and higher skills with Daddy's PayPal account, you earn the money by playing the game and winning matches. I don't play a ton of modern video games outside of the Nintendo flagship titles. My nine-year-old son usually beats my ass in Madden and NBA 2K, so I can't touch on the gameplay there. But I know in Fortnite, you can just purchase V-Bucks to level up and get new skins and weapons. I just turned 40 in April, so maybe I'm just a grouchy old man. But to me, buying level ups feels like cheating. I'm not talking, quote, cheat codes cheating, end quote. I'm talking, quote, spoiled kids who has parents that throw money at them instead of showing them how to earn it cheating, uh, end quote. Like the bastards that had a game genie in grade school. Sorry if this topic is beating a dead horse. It won't kill me if it doesn't make the show, but I felt compelled to rant from Joe. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how EA... Is obviously like it's come out that they're trying to gear players toward buying the loot packs and the player packs and their FIFA games and stuff. And we talked about it again last week. And it, it, it's a very it's a hot button issue. So I understand why so many people feel passionately about it. And I will say, Joe, that one of the episodes I have for a future episode of Expansion Pass is to just talk about the stuff we like from old school gaming that is gone now. Like why retro gaming is better than current gaming. Because I think in some ways it is and in some ways it isn't. And uh, this is absolutely one of them because I agree with you. I'll be honest with you. I have very little issue with the company charging money for you to unlock, you know, skins and costumes and stuff like that. Very, very little. Doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but it's, it's when, you know, like in FIFA, you buy all these packs to try to get better players to load up your team and then you have a better team. That's the stuff that irritates me. And, uh, and, I, and, and I agree with you. If it's pay to win, if, you can, if it's optional to pay to win, then I don't I don't like it and I don't agree with it and I I don't think we can full blown outlaw it but I do think there should be more legislation put in place to let parents know that this is what's in this game if your kid buy like you buy this for your 8 year old kid and then they try to play it online and then they're getting their asses kicked because they haven't spent any money on new players and they're going to be whining and whining to you about how they need you to spend some money on some new players so that they can compete that's something they need to be warning players about. And that's what I have a problem with. And I agree with you 100%, Joe, on that. Also, you called out those spoiled kids that had Game Genies back in when you were kids. I I was, I was had that. I was the NES kid. We didn't have a lot of games, but we had a Game Genie. So I'm kind of the... I'm I'm everything you hate. But thanks, Joe. I, I appreciate I agree with you, my friend. I agree. We are going to talk about that at some point on Expansion Pass. And finally, uh, we're going to wrap up blowing in the cartridge with our letter time letter as we do every week. So it's letter time. It's letter time. And this week, Morgan wrote in and said, I've never heard you talk about the Super Scope 6. I know you don't like video game gimmicks, but damn, that was a cool era. Short and sweet. Any opinions on the SNES bazooka? You know what, Morgan? Fuck yeah. I had a Super Scope 6 when I was a kid, and we had two games for it. We had the Super Scope 6 cartridge. Uh, that came with it that had like six shooting games on it and then we had Yoshi's Safari where it's like a it, it, it kind of looked like a Mario Kart track but you rode on Yoshi's back and he ran through the track and you shot at enemies that showed up and if you've never seen it guys google a picture of the Super Scope 6 it was the light gun for the Super Nintendo and it literally was a fucking bazooka that you put on your shoulder it was huge 
Uh, I thought it was cool as a kid. I have zero interest in playing with it now. And I'll be honest, even as a kid, we spent more time just playing with it as a toy and like playing guns with it than we did actually using it on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I don't know why they thought that the gun for the Super Nintendo had to be (laughs) fucking like two feet long, (laughs) like this giant fucking bazooka that I'm sure tons of kids just broke because at the end it was just a hollow plastic tube. But uh, I, I I do have some uh, nostalgia and a little bit of love for the Super Scope. That's a fucking... Maybe we'll do best gaming peripherals on a future episode, too. And and if we ever do do that, to be honest with you, Morgan, the Super Scope 6 will be pretty high on my list because I really like that thing. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. There you go. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks to everyone that wrote in this week. I know I can't read all of them and I always stress out about it. Feel free to send your comment in again and I'll try to get it on next week or feel free to just shoot me a DM and I'll answer it over on the old Patreon service, which is where you can submit comments just like all those people did. Uh, that'll, that'll do for blowing in the cartridge. We're going to shift gears and we're going to get into our, uh, our smash hit segment that we do every week. The official game show for Remember the Game Industries, play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is a race from time forever. And before we get into the show this week, just I did post about this on social media, but a few people have tagged me on, um, there's a certain, I'm not even going to name her, but there's a, a video game. She hosts another podcast for one of the bigger sites, I think. Anyway, and lately she's been posting basically play one, remake one, erase ones. And I don't know if she got the, I don't, I honestly don't know if she got the idea from me or not. Uh, frankly, I stole the idea from fuck, Mary kill. Um, I just tweaked it to be about video games. So I appreciate the messages very much. It's cool, but like, I don't own it. I can't copyright it. It's just a stupid, it's my stupid show. So as far as I'm concerned, if someone that hosts a podcast that's sponsored by, I don't want to say a better podcast, because I'll be honest with you, I think we're, I think we have a better show than a lot of those podcasts. I really do. But if, if, if one of these shows with a bigger corporation behind it, some money involved, uh, is, is using an idea that we came up with, then that just means we're doing something right. So I, I'm not shitting on anyone that messaged me. I appreciate it, but I'm not going to call her out or go after or anything. I, I don't really care. I'm like, yeah, go do your thing. If that's what you need to do, then you fucking do it. Uh, so anyway, for this week's episode, we're talking an RPG in Final Fantasy V, so I thought we would run an RPG edition of, uh, of Play One, Remake One, Erase One. So we're calling this the RPGs that aren't the same ones that everyone always talks about edition of the show. And our, con- our contestants are Secret of Evermore for the Super Nintendo, Fantasy Star 4 for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive, and Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get to that in just a minute. And quickly, I forgot to add a poll to the Patreon page this week when I posted it. So for all of you that were wondering where the poll was, that's on me. I fucked up. I forgot to put it. I'll put it back next week. But we got all kinds of answers. And I got to be honest, I love the fact that, like, dude, we got so many. There was no definitive answer this week. It was just... It seemed like every every response I read had a completely different order and completely different reasoning. And that's good because that means I picked three games that are at least somewhat on the same level. And that made me feel good. And I actually want to start with this submission from Squints who wrote in and said, I have never played any of these and I respect the rules, so I will not cheat. Thank you, Squints. 
Thank you. You see, all you fucking cheating crumb bums, you can get red without coming in here and slapping me and play one remake one erase one's heritage and history in the face. Show some respect and maybe you'll get on the fucking show. Some weeks I read the cheaters. I don't think I read any cheat. I don't even know if we had any cheaters this week. We might have. Yeah, I think we did. But I'm no. Fuck you. Squints gets the fucking non-submission answer this week. You cheating bastards. Show some respect. Fucking guys. Anyways. Um yeah, so like I mentioned, there was a variety of answers, and uh, listen to these here. Let's just let's listen to this. Like Raul wrote in and said, "Play Secret of Mana." I've only briefly played it before, and I wouldn't mind having another go at it. It has a remake, also. Uh, remake Fantasy Star Four. I've played that game so many times already, and I love it. It would be awesome to see something new from anything Fantasy Star that is not an online game. And then Erase Secret of Evermore. I've never played it, and never really had the urge to play it. So. I got, I mean, God, fuck, right? We'll play Secret of Evermore. The problem is that it's not playable fucking anywhere these days. Even the ROMs don't seem to work half the time. But uh, I, I, Secret of Evermore is great. Having said that, that's a good start. Yeah, logic, sound, sound logic for all three. I understand not wanting to erase a game that you love and you played Secret of Mana and we're like, this seems kind of neat. I'd like to play this some more. I can get on board. I don't agree with your order, but I can get on board with your logic. Uh, that's one good answer. Let's keep it going. Corey Street wrote in and said, Remake Secret of Evermore, a game I never got a chance to play being so young, but I loved the look and style. Play Fantasy Star 4, because I never have and I definitely want to. I get rid of Secret of Mana. It's a great game that I love to play, but it had its remake and it's time to shine. Give or Time to give your brother Evermore the spotlight. Now, I can get on board with that too, Corey. And it's funny, there were actually a few people that said they would erase Secret of Mana for the exact same reason. They said they'd already played it they had it played the other two. They wanted to play the other two, so they'll get rid of the one that they've played, which I like a lot. That's usually, usually, that's the 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 um, the approach I bring to this show. If there's a game that I've played and a couple that I haven't, unless it's a game that I fucking adore as the one I've played, I'll, I'll sometimes erase the one I've played and try to stick to the other two just so that I can experience more games. So, fuck yeah. I'm on board with you, Corey. I'm on board with that. I also gotta say, though, I mean, we had a. I had no idea how many people played Secret of Mana. I really thought that it would be the one that nobody had played, but uh, maybe I'm out of. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Um, I had no idea that so many of you grew up playing Secret of Mana. The old man of gaming wrote in and said, Play Fantasy Star 4. It's a beloved classic, and today's lots of game designers would most likely fuck it all up. Remake Secret of Mana. I was never a huge fan. An update to its aspect ratio and fighting system would be welcome, as well as a slight update to the graphics while still keeping it looking retro. And then Erase Secret of Evermore. I just remember being super underwhelmed with this one all the way around. Oh, that hurts my heart. But I, you know what? You know why I read you on this show this week, old man of gaming? I, and I say this with no joke. I love it when people write in and say, play a certain game because they loved it growing up and they're worried the developers today would fuck it up. I, I don't know why that just tickles me right in, because I don't necessarily disagree. There are games that I loved as a kid. Uh, dude, Turtles in Time, the fucking, they remade that. It was goddamn abysmal. So I, there's my first voice crack of the day. So I get where you're coming from on that old man of gaming. That's, I fucking love it. When someone writes in, they're just like, just don't fuck up my game, please. 
Seriously, Ron P. wrote in and said, play Secret of Mana. I played it recently with my kids uh, riding co-op and it holds up beautifully. Where else can you play? Where else can you do three player RPG gameplay? Remake Secret of Evermore because I feel like a lot of people missed out on this one and a remake would allow a new audience to be introduced to it. Erase Fantasy Star because despite the fact that I haven't played it, I couldn't bring myself to erase either of the other two. That See, I've been there as well too, Ron, where I'm like, it's not that I want to erase this one, but fucked if I'm touching those two. Um, you also brought up a good point. There's not a lot of RPGs, especially from the retro era that you can play three player co-op like secret of mana. That's such a weird three players. You would have to get a a multi-tap and everything just to let your third sibling or cousin or whatever fucking play it with you. And that's such an interesting design choice. It's sound logic. Uh, Plucky Beast wrote in and said, play Secret of Mana. I have great memories of playing through it with friends. Remake Secret of Evermore as I'm a huge fan of the original and it never got the love it deserved. A remake would introduce it to a new generation of gamers. And finally, Erase Fantasy Star. I'm sure it's a great game, but it's one I never played and Sega hasn't convinced me to invest the time in playing RPGs on their consoles. I was always busy playing Shmups and Sonic instead. Plucky... I don't have the same order as you, and I kind of disagree with the Secret of Mana take because I don't have great memories of playing with my friends growing up. But I do agree, first of all, Secret of Evermore, uh, and an and old man of gaming, uh, or pardon me, seriously, Ron P said the same thing. Secret of Evermore did not get the love that it deserved, and I agree with that. Uh, I also agree with your take on Fantasy Star. I know some people say that it's the Sega Genesis version of Final Fantasy. I played it not long ago, and like it's fine. But I just was like, yeah, like if I had had... Like, I'm going back and replaying games on my Genesis right now. And it's, yeah, I want to play action games and Sonic and sports games. I, I like RPGs just aren't their wheelhouse. And I know I'm going to get some hate mail for that. And this thing is the internet, great RPGs. And you know what? You can have the best RPGs in the world. If nobody bought your console, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I never felt an inkling to have to play RPGs on the Sega Genesis. So I get that. Uh, and Chris Coplin wrote in, uh, with one of the best erase takes ever. Listen to this. So Chris Coplin wrote in and said, Play Fantasy Star 4. It's the best game of the three here and easily the best JRPG on the Genesis. Seriously, if you love our JRPGs, you need to play this. Don't fuck it up by remaking it either. It's perfect as it is. Remake Secret of Evermore. The time concept here was great, plus it had great action RPG mechanics. Remake it in the same veins as Trials of Mana with some co-op with your dog partner, and it can be a lot of fun. A very interesting and fun game that gets overlooked because it wasn't some weird game i don't know what that is or trials of mana for those that can't pronounce good thank you very much chris and then <laughs> i love that you put that in there specifically for me and then chris would erase secret of mana i know people love this game but i just don't care for it and even like the games that precede and follow it or, or i even like the games that precede and follow it more plus who makes three player co-op most people will have to deal with the third partner's dumbass AI unless they own a multi-tap. And if they do own a multi-tap, they probably have Bomberman, which is a much better use of your time. Goodbye, Secret of Mana, and don't let the door hit your ass. I love the idea, because I don't necessarily disagree that like no one, if if you did have a multi-tap, you wanted to play Bomberman. I would have. I didn't have a multi-tap, but had I had one, I would have wanted to play Bomberman. And so if you're playing Mana 2 player, then you've got that idiot third AI running around just making problems. Yes, fucking I love that 
take. I completely disagree with your fantasy star take, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm totally on board with your secret of mana take and the fact that you just wrote in an easier game title for me to say because you knew I wasn't going to be able to pronounce Saiken Densitsu 3, whatever the fuck that is. So good take. Um, But you're all wrong. Well, I appreciate most of your takes. None of you had the right answer. The right answer this week, Dave McGee had it, Brendan Hine had it, Johnny CCDC had it, and Jeffrey fucking Mathis had it, who wrote it. Jeffrey wrote in and said, never got to play Fantasy Star 4, but with the theme of it, it would make for a great sci-fi AAA RPG on a modern console. Play Secret of Evermore. It's perfect as is. The only change you could make is making the dog playable with a second person. And Erase Secret of Mana. Love the game, but I have Evermore and Secret of Mana always seem buggy and almost incomplete. And uh, I totally agree with your order and actually most of your logic, Jeffrey. So shout out to all four of you that got it right because that's the same thing that I would do. I would play Secret of Evermore because I fucking love that game. You can't buy it anywhere and I can't get the ROM to work and I really want to fucking play it again. If you haven't played it, it's an RPG, but it's like a kind of, you have some action, like the combat, you actually move your character around and and attack and it's just a boy and his dog that travel through time and every area you go to, your dog becomes a different character and it's, I fucking love that game. Do something with that game. Re-release it, remake it, fucking something. Please, I'll buy it. I want it. Uh, I would remake Fantasy Star 4 because I really want to like it, but I don't. I, I like the concept of it a lot. I just found it very difficult to play. Not the challenge, like not how hard it is, but stuff like it doesn't tell you what the spells do. They all have weird names and you got to figure it out. And then fucking around trying to find combinations of attacks between your your partners at work and stuff like that. I, I, I didn't think it looked very good, frankly. I thought it was kind of... I thought the combat screens looked good. I thought the overworld looked fucking hideous. Um, so I'd just give it a facelift, make it easier to navigate, and then I think I'd really be into it. I think there's a good game there, but I don't... Oh, I'm going to catch some shit for this. I already said it once, so I'll just say it again. I think the Genesis's focus was action games and sports games and cartoon games and all the... And they did it really well. The bright, colorful, fast-moving, awesome-looking games... I don't think they did RPGs very well. I thought Shining Force was dope. I did not care for the Fantasy Star games. But I do think there's a good skeleton of a game there. So just give it to someone that knows how to make RPGs. Or maybe just, oh, I'm going to fucking hear about it. But I'll, I stand by that. I don't think that game is that good. But I think it could be. So I'd remake Fantasy Star 4. And then I'd erase Secret of Mana. Because I got to be honest, I've tried to get into that game half a dozen times. And it just doesn't click with me. I don't even think it's necessarily bad. I just don't like it. I I think Evermore does the action RPG thing better than Secret of Mana, and I want a Fantasy Star remake way more than I care about Secret of Mana, so it's Mana can be erased. So it's it's got to go. That's it. That's my logic. It's that simple. Uh, thank you to everyone that played. I love play one, remake one, erase one, as do other podcasts, apparently. So thank you to everyone that played. Uh, let me tell you what I've been uh, wasting my time with over the last seven days, and then we will finally get to Final Fantasy V Advance. Uh, primarily MLB The Show. Well, not primarily, but MLB The Show. I'm still playing it. I still fucking love it. Uh, I've also been, I've also gone back to XCOM 2. Um, I either play it or MLB The Show for about an hour before I go to bed. The one real hiccup I'm having with XCOM 2 is I'm playing it on PC on my gaming laptop and I have a pretty nice laptop and it runs really smooth. I just don't find it as comfortable as I do sitting in my Lazy Boy playing it on my TV. So I'm torn right now on if I'm going to go all in on my playthrough on my PC or if I'm going to wait for the next time it goes on sale on Xbox or PlayStation and then pick it up there. I haven't decided. But I, the game is fucking incredible. I, I truly think there's a chance 
by the time it's all said and done, XCOM 2 crawls into my top 10 of all time list. I, I think it's got a shot at it. I'm really digging it. Uh, I've been playing Resident Evil 7 because I really want to rank the Resident Evil games on Expansion Pass. And um, I'm, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I've played six, but I'm not finishing because that game fucking sucks. I've played the remake of two. I would like to play the remake of one. I have it on my Xbox. All I really have left to do is seven, eight, and zero. Uh, so eventually we're going to do a ranking and I'm bad with scary games, but I've really grown fond of the Resident Evil series. And I got to be honest, as horrifying as Resident Evil 7 is, it's fucking exquisite. I'm really, really liking it. Other than the fact that it's scaring the shit out of me. So it's really good. Uh, and then I've been playing Parasite Eve, which I'm motoring through for Remember the Game because it won our Patreon poll last month. My apologies for the delay. Again, I had a really hard... If you haven't been listening to the show last couple weeks, I had a bitch of a time with the ROM of it. But now I have a PS3. I just bought it off the PSN. I've been inhaling it. I'm almost done. Uh, it's pretty neat. It's I'll save my thoughts for the podcast, but it's pretty neat. And that's what I've been playing over the last seven days. And then a, a little bit of, of um, Picross. I just, I really, after dinner, I play Picross on my Switch while I watch TV with my girlfriend. It's a very relaxing kind of puzzle game. It's awesome. So anyway, there you go. Okay, that's what I've been playing. Let's get into Final Fantasy V. As you know, I like to let you kids sound off before I get into the game chat itself. Uh, Guest House Productions wrote in and said, I have yet to play it, but I really want to. I have it emulated via the NES Mini, um, and I have the anthology on PS1, which has this game as well. I'm looking forward to playing them soon. Uh, as you're about to hear guest house, I can only vouch for the advanced version, but holy tits, do I vouch for this game? Play it. It's awesome. Super Dave wrote in and said, I've been looking forward to this one. I've played every final fantasy entry except this one up to final fantasy 13. There's no reason why I missed five. It just happened. I did play as Bart's on the Dissidia titles for the PSP. So I look forward to learning his origins and snagging this title on PSN to add to my Vita Island escape plan. Nice pull on the Vita Island reference. And I think this game would be fucking cash money on the Vita. The one thing and I'm not saying that this is a problem, but I do remember getting Chrono Trigger off the PSN years ago, and I found the load screens to go in and out of the menu and stuff borderline game-breaking. They were so fucking slow. I don't know if that's an issue with Final Fantasy V on the PSN or not. I'm just maybe throwing the warning out there. Just have a quick look. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's bad. Uh, Stupid Monkey wrote in and said, of all the Final Fantasy games, this was the only one to make a chocobo an actual character and not just a ride. It's fun, and I'm glad we eventually got it over here. I agree with everything you said, Stupid Monkey. And for the record, it's not like the chocobo is not like a playable character. They just give a chocobo like a name and make him matter, and he's awesome. Uh, Ninja Lunchbox 79 wrote in and said, most of my RPGs I played during the SNES era and it's, or most of my RPGs I played were during the SNES era and it sucks that they never brought this one over when it was released. So you bet your ass I picked it up when it was released for the GBA. Good times. Fucking agreed. Great times. It's a fucking dude. Oh, I'm like, I'm tempted to track down a GBA version of this game just to play on, uh, like on my GBA because I, 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 this would be such a perfect handheld game. Such a perfect game. Uh, and then finally, Keegs wrote in and said, I feel like Final Fantasy V gets kind of lost amongst the rest of the 2D Final Fantasies, and it shouldn't. The story is great. X-Death is a cool, albeit a little weird villain. Plus, it was the first time we got a taste of the job system in the US since we didn't get Final Fantasy III until it was remade on the DS. Boko is the best as well. I named my Chocobo and Final Fantasy XIV after him. I agree with all that, Keegs. It really is a shame that we didn't get it over here earlier because like the job and like we're, we're going into the game right now, everybody, but the job system 
is the secret sauce. And it's not only secret sauce, it's secret sauce pumped full of like fucking heroin that you just get addicted to. The job system in this game is insane and it is so fucking good. And I'll tell you about it right now. Let's cue up some Final Fantasy V music. And when I don't want to listen to it anymore, uh, my, my guest... Patreon supporter, contest winner, good dude, Mr. Ben Bouillou, whose last name I can't pronounce, and myself, we'll talk about Final Fantasy V Advance, which originally released in North America on November 6th, 2006. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, so joining me via the blank phone this week is, uh, this is a special episode for me, not just because it's Final Fantasy, not just because it's Final Fantasy V, but because my guest is a member of the Hot Dog Nation. He's one of our listeners, and he was kind enough to, de- to donate some money to my Extra Life charity stream that I did a few months ago. And as you guys may or may not remember, the, the I say this in air quotes because some would say it's not a prize at all, but the grand prize <laughs> was a chance to pick a game to talk about and come on and remember the game with me. And so uh, joining me via the phone this week is the winner of that competition, which is uh, my man Ben. How's it going, buddy? going pretty good happy to be here happy to talk some final fantasy fuck yeah man let me just before we get into final fantasy and all that stuff i i uh two things one i want to warn the listeners we are going to have some minor spoilers this story in this game is not super deep but we are going to talk about the characters and the final boss and stuff like that. There's one semi-pivotable moment in the plot, and we're going to save that right for the end and warn you before we play it. So if you're worried about any big spoilers, there is kind of one, and we'll drop it right at the end. 
Uh, and second of all, Ben, I would like to say, first of all, thank you so much for supporting the charity stream uh, a few months ago. It was dope. And second of all, thank you for your patience because you and I have been emailing back and forth about this for about four and a half months, and I finally finished. So thank you for being uh, obviously generous and donating to my stream, and, and thank you for your patience. I appreciate it, my friend. Oh, it's for a great cause. I'm just happy I could help. Fuck yeah! I like ah, oh, buddy. I uh, fucking yeah. You can I can hear the Canadian in you. Not to say the rest of you nations <laughs> don't 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 donate, but I just hear that like oh yeah, bud. It's okay. We're just part of the yeah. team here. Uh, so I'll ask you then, dude, because I had never played Final Fantasy V until about two weeks ago when I fired it up for this podcast. So before we get into the game or anything, why why did you pick Final Fantasy V? Um, I picked it because I find it's one of the most underrated Final Fantasies. I find it always gets overshadowed by Final Fantasy VI and even four, like the Super Nintendo Final Fantasies. Yeah. And it was the first Final Fantasy I played. So no one was talking about it. I I thought it needed some spotlight here. So, okay. So, because that's interesting to me because like, I feel like we have fuck. I hate I hate that Final Fantasy two and three on the Super Nintendo are four and six in the chronological order. Because every yeah. time we fucking bring these games up, I have to do this stupid. Just quickly, if you don't know, Final Fantasy two and three on the Super Nintendo are actually Final Fantasy four and six. But other Final Fantasies never came to North America. So when four and six came to North America and whatever they were released as two and three. So now you know why this is five. But it technically is like. Final Fantasy 2.5 because it was released between 2 and 3 on the Super Nintendo. So now I understand why the fucking numbers are so goddamn weird. Um, so then I got to ask you, dude, because like this was it, it seems insane to me that this was your first Final Fantasy when so many of us it's either like you're old like me and you grew up with 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 two on the Super Nintendo or you're a little bit old like me and you grew up with three on the Super Nintendo or you're one of the masses that started with Final Fantasy 7 on the PlayStation. I don't think I've ever met someone whose first Final Fantasy was the weird one that never came here to begin with. So like I assume that it was GBA was where you played your first Final Fantasy then. Yeah, it was kind of by accident. Um, my grandma used to give me like a, a Zeller's Rest in peace, Zellers. But uh, yes, a Zellers, <laughs> a Zellers catalog, and she'd be like, "Oh, before Christmas, just circle like a couple things that you'd be interested in for Christmas." Yeah. So I circled. It was Final Fantasy three, like the actual Final Fantasy three. Yeah. A remake of it for the DS. Because at the time there had been a lot of hype about that, and that's the game I wanted. Okay. So Christmas rolls around. And I opened the box, but it's Final Fantasy V for the Game Boy Advance. I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Typical grandma thing. So I was, I was just like, oh, thank you, right? But I never played it. I didn't touch it for so long. I had no desire. I thought the graphics, like I wasn't into 16-bit graphics at the time for some reason. Okay. Now I think it's gorgeous. But sure. back then I was just, I didn't appreciate it. So then okay. just one day... I had nothing to play, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll play this game. And that was my first, like, RPG, pretty much. JRPG. Wow. I had played Pokemon before, but this was the first yeah. JRPG. I love Pokemon, but, like, and I'm not I'm not disrespecting Pokemon, because I like it as much as, the, excuse me, as much as the next person, but Pokemon is kind of a, to an extent, especially the early Pokemons are kind of baby's first Pokemon, or RPG, yeah. kind of. You know, like, yeah. they're not they're not Final Fantasy. 
Um, yeah. Dude, just shout out to old people that try to buy their grandchildren video games. <laughs> like that's like that's such a pure story. You're like, I want Final Fantasy three, and she just is like, Wow, this one says Final Fantasy. It's like I go over to the the drugstore near my house. That's where my PO box is, and they sell. It's a Shoppers Drug Mart, and they have video games. Even though I don't know who the fuck buys video games there, and it'll be like nhl 18 for like 50 bucks and i'm like there's some unsuspecting old person that's gonna buy that for like their their grandson or their granddaughter and just be like oh look what i got you at the store today and their kids like oh thanks because that game's worth like 80 cents (laughs) but they don't know they just see the words and they're like all right fair enough so that's that's a great story that's interesting because yeah you can't get mad and, no. it, and I ended up getting Final Fantasy 3, not as good as Final Fantasy <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, I have not played the original, normal Final Fantasy 3, but I cannot imagine it's better than Final Fantasy 5. Cause, uh, no. I, so to get back to where you kind of kicked this off, man, I, I do... Ah, uh, boy. Like, I mean, I agree with you in the sense of, like, yeah, 5 does kind of get overshadowed by by four and six the two super nintendo ones and i gotta be honest like i've i mean i've made my feelings about final fantasy 2 abundantly clear i i that's one of my favorite games of all time and i like final fantasy 3 or 6 whatever you want to call it a lot it's a great game and i i even when you suggested this part of me was like fuck yeah like i've always wanted to see what was with the weird game that we never got but there was also part of me that was like there's probably a reason we never got this game i can't imagine it's as good as the two super nintendo final fantasies uh, so it absolutely, it was in their shadows, even in my eyes. And then I, I sat down and played it and I only finished this game a couple days ago. And, uh, I, I gotta, fuck, I gotta tell you, Ben, I, I mean, straight up, I like it better than Final Fantasy VI. And I put it, I put it right beside Final Fantasy IV, which is my, that's my first Final Fantasy and my first RPG. And like, I, I, in ways I like this game better. This is such a fucking great video game um so shout out to you for making such a great pick and frankly the story is a little bit basic it's not i had read reviews that said the storyline is awful i don't think it's awful i do think it's kind of boring and well yeah it's kind of boring it's pretty it's pretty generic but sometimes the final fantasy stories get a little bit out of hand so it's kind of refreshing to just have like a generic story with a couple twists and turns yeah. So like if you've never played it, you guys, the long and short, this is a completely spoiler free summation of the story. Uh, although we are going to spoil some stuff later. I mean, I don't. OK, so basically you control a group of four heroes and there's the four crystals like there is in every it feels like, like every Final Fantasy, at least from this era, had the crystals like the the, the earth, the fire, the whatevers. And uh, the four crystals are like keeping this this bad guy X death kind of locked in a in a void alternate dimension i guess you would say like in the void they call it the void um and then the crystals end up shattering and when the crystals shatter it releases x death um and inside the crystals is is, are like the and correct me if i'm saying anything wrong here ben but like inside the crystals is basically for lack of a better term like the the souls i guess or the spirits of like a bunch of like former fighters and you get all these special powers out of these crystals and we'll get into the job system in a minute and basically you use these four heroes you collect these shards of these crystals to give you all these different abilities and jobs like to let you do different things and you basically have to find a way to stop x death from destroying the world now that he's out of the void did i is that basically did i fuck yeah, anything up that there? was a good summary yeah, yeah. That was perfect so yeah. like i know that might sound like oh well that sounds like an interesting story but it's not like there's not a ton of twists and turns there's a couple but it's not I will say of the like, and I don't want to. Com- we have no choice but to compare it to four and six because it is in that yeah. era. I do think it has the weakest of the three stories 
in that era. Uh, personally, I, I don't know how you feel, but I, I, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's I, a bad thing, but it, I think it's the weakest. Of the I three. would say, yeah, on the story, but I really like the characters in this. Me too. And, and I, and the, what I like is you're, you stick with the same characters yes. throughout the whole, like I'm not switching out people in my party. You know what I mean? Yes, dude. I cannot agree with you more on that. That's so like, I think I'm in the minority here, but my biggest criticism, and I say that in air quotes of final fantasy six is that I almost get overwhelmed with the number of party members I have. Yeah. Because I like to use everybody and keep everyone leveled up. That's why I've always liked Final Fantasy IV, because you never get to pick your party. It tells you who it is, but it's constantly switching out characters. Like, your party never stays the same for more than a few hours, it seems like. Whereas in this game, you guys, there, there are five playable characters... And you always have a party of four and you never get to choose what party of four you're taking. It just tells you. And it's very little switching out between the four characters. And I, I, dude, I can't agree with you more because you really, first of all, you grow to like these five characters. And second of all, that's the big thing. Yeah. Like you grow attached to them. You like them. You like the party. And, uh, I never get that sense of being overwhelmed where I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get, I'm not using Joe and I need to get Joe in the party and level him up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is my group and I can do what I want with them. And I can't agree with you more. Great fucking concept. Another thing is having them all with you at all times. It's like, Oh, you didn't have this character in your party when you visited this town. So it didn't trigger this cutscene. It's like, no, you have them with you all the time. That's (laughs) the other thing I stress out about in games where I can switch out of my parties is I'm always scared. I'm going to miss something because I didn't bring the right person to the right event. And yes, dude. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's, that was another huge plus to this game was that was never a worry. No matter. Cause like you can go and visit, like there are, I don't want, I don't know if it's completely optional. I want to say it is like, so the main, I guess kind of the, the leader of the group is Bart's. I would say, is he kind of the main, the main, the, the, the one. So he's kind of the leader of the group and you can go back to his hometown. I can't remember if it's optional or not, but even if it is, whether, whether it's optional or not to go back to his hometown doesn't matter. Like I loved being able to visit different towns and different areas in this game and explore and never worry about missing something because I didn't bring the right person. Like, that was just such a godsend. When you walked into a town where one of your characters was known by everybody, then they all talked to that character. And it just, it was almost comforting to just know that I wasn't going to miss anything like that. Because I'm OCD about that shit drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, same here. Like, it just eats at the back of your mind, right? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, wait, should I have had him in my party for this? But yeah, that's one of the things I like about it. It's just simple. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Like, and and you know what's really wild about this game is outside of the job system, which we're going to get to in a couple minutes. Cause that's the meat to me. That's the meat of this game is the job system. And we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. aside from that, when you just talk about the characters and stuff themselves, this game really does, uh, keep it simple. And, and I, and I love that. Like you said, frankly, the story is not overwhelming. The story is very easy to follow. You're not worrying about who's in your party at what given times. I honestly didn't even find the, the world map to be, overwhelmingly big like i i i could have finished this game at least five hours earlier than i did but i explored it because i was like there's literally near the end of the game when you've got the biggest map to explore i don't know there's what 20 places to explore yeah, it's, tops. Yeah. 
you know, and and I don't think it's spoiling anything by saying you get an airship because it's Final Fantasy. Of course, you're going to get an airship. <laughs> so like you get a hold of an airship and then you can just like every like the places are all marked on the map. They have like the little flashing dots to tell you. And it's a really simple. I spent, you know, a good three or four hours. Just basically I started in like the top left corner and just worked my way through the map. And I found a whole bunch of things that are optional, like some optional summons and stuff like that, that I was really proud of finding. But I never found it overwhelming like I was missing anything, you know. Um, and you're right. Simple is, I, I don't, I don't hate big complex games, but like sometimes less is more, you know what I mean? Like just make yeah. it, make it good and just give me enough of the good. I don't need tons of the okay. Give me enough of the yeah, good. Yeah. Like I, I think as like the series went on, they kind of made it more and more complicated. Yeah. And this one just, I find it finds the perfect balance in like every area. Like it's not it's not too good at one area, but it's just balanced throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, yeah, I loved it. I love, I love, I love, I, I adored exploring this game. And frankly, I'm not that guy. Like by the end of, uh, most final fan, most RPGs period. But like by the end of a lot of RPGs, I'm done with exploring. And I'm like, I just, I want to beat it now. Like, I, I want to see how the end story ends Yeah, and I want to move on. And this game, like that, that's me, like the last five, six hours of an RPG. I'm like, okay, let's, Let's finish this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, like I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Whereas like, cause like, I feel like most RPGs hit a tipping point and they almost kind of tell you that you're at a point where they're like, Hey, by the way, like you're ready to go fight the final boss. You can go look for whatever you want, do whatever you want. But once you enter a certain place, like a tower or a dungeon or fucking in this case, a void, whatever, they're like, this is the point of no return. Like once you go there, you're, you're finishing the game. And, um, yeah. and I like it when they do that. Cause I, I'll, I'll usually look around for like an hour tops and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to just put this game to bed. Whereas this one, uh, I was like, I'm going to, I want to look around a little more. And it was uh, admittedly, and, and it's, <laughs> we're running out of things I can say without getting into the job system. But admittedly, part of the reason that I was taking the time to look around was because I was trying to get a couple more abilities unlocked from some jobs. So I was kind of grinding oh. for, uh, AP while I was kind of exploring at the same time. Um, and then, sorry guys, I promise we'll get to the jobs in a minute. This is going to be spoilers now, so just so you know. Um, one other thing is that I, I unlocked all 12 of the sealed weapons. Um, okay. And, and I don't know if you, have you, like, did you Wait, get all? Wait, you, you can get all 12? Yeah, because there's four tablets. And then you just take all okay. four tablets to the shrine and then put them on the thing. Every tablet you take to the sealed castle and put on the shrine. So, so you guys, just so you know, so there's there's these twelve. They call them the, the I can't remember what they call them. Sealed weapons. They're like ultimate weapons, sealed weapons. Yeah, like every Final Fantasy has. Them. Yeah, yeah, every Final Fantasy <laughs> has them. And so basically, yeah, there's like there's these twelve weapons, and there's like a sword, there's a bow and arrow, there's a staff, like they're all the standard Final Fantasy things. And there's these four uh, sacred tablets sprinkled throughout the world, and you can you only if I'm not mistaken, you only have to find one but you can go find all four and yeah. with, with each one you find, you can take it to the castle where those secret weapons are. Uh, and you basically exchange the tablet and then you're allowed to pick any three of the sealed weapons that you want in exchange yeah. for each of the four, uh, tablets. Um, which ones did you pick? Well, it's funny cause now I'm seeing it like, so I got all four tablets I got nine of the weapons. I never bothered going back to get the last three weapons because I knew I wouldn't use them. So are you not able, because you were surprised by that. Like, are you not able to get the yeah, last three? Because, yeah, I grabbed my three and then I left. And 
I actually went back and tried to grab another one. It wouldn't let me leave the room. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, like, so, so there's four, so there's four tablets and uh, yeah. So like, and, and with each of the four of them, not only do you unlock three weapons, but you also like one of the tablets unleashes Bahamut, the summon, and you have to go find him. One of the tablets yeah. unleashes uh, Leviathan, um, the summon. One of them unlocks the most powerful white and black spell in the game. And one of them gives you, I can't remember what the fourth one gives you. I think it's just another spell but I don't remember what the fourth one gives you. Yeah, but anyway, I so I got all four tablets and then the first three times, I actually had two tablets when I went to the castle where the 12 secret weapons are. And so I put my first tablet in the like center of the, the level and then you can basically go to these 12 different super powerful weapons and read the description of each one and then it says, do you want this weapon? And so I took three and I think I just took the three swords. Like I took the the main sword and then two of the like um more the the two like karate swords i can't remember what they're called but yeah you know I mean? like there's like a katana and there's like sasuke's katana the sword's called excalibur i'm pretty sure yeah it was the excalibur yeah so yeah. so i took three swords and then three swords uh, i'm getting excited i, I took three <laughs> swords and then i had another tablet and i dropped it in and then it was let me pick three more items and i think i took i took a dagger i took a whip and i took something else i don't remember what the because those are the only weapons i really wanted um, so I never took all 12, but I had all four tablets and I took nine cause yeah, it just, it just let, and then when I got my third tablet, I went back and I just put the tablet into the, the platform again and it let me pick three more weapons. Did, so you took the bow? Yeah. The, it looks like Yoshi's bow, but it's like Yoichi's bow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever Did used you it. Did use it at all? No. Oh, I took man, it, but I never used it. Oh, really? Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so like, because this, okay, so I don't think we can, we got to talk about the jobs, because then everything's going to make a lot more sense. Yeah. So there's a ton of jobs in this game. And to me, this is not only like the meat of the game, this is the, this makes up for the kind of bland story. And I was like, I completely fell in love with the job system. Um, you start out as like your four characters are just normal characters. They don't really have any powers. They just fight. And then quickly you get a hold of a few abilities and it like, so you can make a character into like a warrior where they're basically like a, they fight, like they use sword shields. They fight. You can make them into black mages. You can make them into white mages. Um, and then you, you just, every time you find another crystal in the game, the crystal shatters and then you pick up the, the crystal, the little slivers of the crystal and each sliver has like another ability. And so there's like, dude, it hits a point where there's red mages, there's summon mages. Yeah, there's, that's the best part. There's When that crystal oh. shatters, it's like bad for the story, but you're like, oh yeah, new job. That's it. Yeah, every time I found a new crystal and it shattered and everyone was like, oh no, like if these four crystals all shatter, then X-Death is going to come back and kill us all. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I get three more jobs. I can't wait to pick up these three shards of crystals and see what I'm allowed to do now because you're just stockpiling yeah. <laughs> all these jobs and any of your characters can use any job anytime they want and like there's like there's dragoon there's like a berserker there's ones where you can tame animals and use them there's a blue mage where you like learn abilities from the enemies like all the basically anything you, there's bard like fucking everything um and there's then so many, yeah. oh yeah and it's awesome because at any time you can just attach any job to any character you want and then as you fight your characters in addition to getting experience points they get ap and the ap levels up their jobs and the higher le- the higher level you reach at a certain job the more abilities you get from that job so like a, just for argument's sake like a white mage at level one can use like level one white magic and then at level two they can use level two magic level three so on and so and like I, like I use that as an example because I think the mages are maybe the most basic 
of all of yep. the tiers. Like some of them get crazy. Like there's like a ninja one where like you can get the ability to fucking turn into like a shadow and then enemies can't hit you for a couple turns. You get the ability to be able to run away from a lot of fights. There's like steel abilities, there's throw abilities. There's there's tons of abilities. And the greatest thing is every time your character levels up in a certain job, whatever ability you unlocked, they keep that ability forever. So then if you take your character and yeah. decide that like, ah, oh, this character's a level three white mage, I don't want to I don't want to worry about making any I don't want to make her a stronger white mage. I'm gonna turn her into a warrior now so she can use swords and shields they get they all default with minus a couple exceptions they default with an attack command and an item command and then they have two commands that are kind of free roaming in the middle and one defaults to whatever the default command is for that job so like when you're a white mage the default command is white magic but your fourth command you can set to any command you've unlocked so far am i right if i say that right yeah yeah that's perfect yeah you can like have like a summoner who can use black magic or like a warrior who can use white magic yeah and and it's that's super customizable. Dude, that's the secret sauce is you can customize your characters however you want. And then near the end of the game, well, I think you can set it at any time. You can set a character to a freelancer cuz every class can use certain types of weapons and armor. They can you can mix and match your abilities based on whatever abilities that particular character is unlocked. But like if you use a white mage, like if you set their class to a white mage, so every time you get AP, you're leveling up your white mage ability. Uh, you can't equip swords to a white mage. Like, they can't use them. But if you unlock the sword ability with the warrior and attach it to a white mage, then the white mage can use his sword. Or you can set characters to freelancer. Then they don't collect AP, but you can plug in any four commands you want into that slot. And they can use any items, like any equipment in the game. And Yeah, that's like when you really become... like yes. You can really customize and get like crazy combinations going it's it's so sick dude so like by the end of the game you guys two of my i mean we'll get into our our end game builds in a minute because i'm desperately curious to know what you used but like for the (laughs) by the end of the game two of my characters because of my four character party two of them were set to freelancers where i wasn't even worrying about leveling up their ap anymore because they had four abilities that i wanted them to equip so i'd give them these four like it was like attack i would give them attack and item you don't have to even give them attack if you don't want to, but I would give them attack and item. And then I would just plug in two. we'll get into it in a second, our parties, but I plug in any two abilities I want. You can equip any weapon and any armor that you want. And it, this is what you've spent the whole game on is grinding them out to make them into whatever you want them to be. And that's why, dude, I know I'm going to play this game again, Ben, because I'm like, I can build four entirely different characters than I built this time. Like there's no rules. And that's so sick. Sorry. I know I kind of yeah. jeopard. I know I kind of monopolized the microphone there for a minute, but I, Oh, oh my no, god, right? the job yeah. system is good. I had to change a couple up, but some of them I had to keep the same jobs as like I made them as a kid. Like it just didn't feel right. Yeah, I well, like I because like, you have to. I would say you have to change jobs um, and kind of level up each job with every character, or else the end game is just going to be so hard. Yeah, like, I I I can't see how you keep one job on one guy for the whole. No, I agree. I agree. I so like because like, like I say, at the early part of the, if I'm not mistaken, at the early part of the game, I think the first jobs you get are like knight or warrior or whatever it's called. Basically, like a war, like just attack and defense. Yeah. Um, you get the white mage, the black mage. I think you get a a blue mage, and then I think you get like the ninja or the. Th- I think it's the ninja where they can attack barehanded, like they can throw the two fists. No, that's monk. 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 That's what it is. Monk. Yes. Yeah, um, monk. 
And so you start out with like four or five jobs. And so like at the early part of the game, you're basically like, I know personally, like I made one character a knight, one character a white mage, one character a black mage, and one character a monk. And that was like, this is the, there's my basic loadout. But then it, I don't want to say it becomes overwhelming because it doesn't, it becomes exciting, but you end up with so many jobs that you can mix and match and do whatever you want with that. Like not, not only do I agree with you that I think it'd be a bad move strategically to just ro- roll with like one class per character, but uh, it'd be boring. Like, why? There's so many things yeah, you can one, do. Like, get creative with it, you know? One I didn't mess with was chemist. Like, I had no desire to mess with the chemist. Same here. <laughs> Dude, there was, like, I never used chemist. I never used the bard. I never used uh, the, um, what was it called? There was, like, a, I can't remember what it was called, but basically, like, an animal trainer where you could, like, catch enemies and use yes. them. I never used there that was, one. There was one I used a bit to get the ability to walk on like any type of floor that would hurt you normally, like lava. Yeah. Like, there's one section in the game where you're walking on lava. Yeah. And I just used it to get that ability, and then I was done with that job. Well, because that, dude, I did the same thing because there's one ability. I think it's the thief. And when someone in your party is the thief, you can hold B and basically move it like four times your regular speed on the overworld. And, uh, I used, I used one character just long enough to get that ability and then took it off. But I equipped that ability just so that I could run around the map to move faster. And I was like, yeah, Oh my God. Abilities it's a nice that you just want. Yeah. And so and again, that's the, it's, it's dude, like by the end of the game, a couple of my characters probably had 20 abilities that they could pick and mix match however they wanted. And I thought that was so dope. I, I would recommend, at least this is how I played it. I didn't look up a walkthrough for how to beat the game because I didn't want to know. But I did look up... Originally, I looked up the instruction manual for because I played the GBA version. But the instruction manual only tells you what the first three abilities for every class are. And then after that, you're it's, it's a crapshoot. And I didn't want to spend 20 hours leveling up characters to find out that, like, they're late... The end of the... Because, like, the end of class abilities sucked. So I did look up a master list of what abilities every class had the whole way through so that I could kind of strategize or, you know, strategize and, and figure out how I wanted to build my characters. I don't know if you did that, yeah, but I would, I would a, recommend Yeah, it. I looked up a couple abilities, but only near the end of the game. Okay. Um, yeah. A like, couple that I needed for the end. There's, end a, there's a couple abilities. Like, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll, so I'll give you the honors. I'd love to know. So now we've explained kind of how the class system works. I would like to know because you said you just finished this game like a day ago. What you what was your loadout? Do, do, do you remember? Yeah, I had Bart's was a ninja. Okay. Um, so he had the throw ability. Yeah. And then I can't remember what his other ability was, but then I had um, Lena, who yeah. was a ranger. That's the one with the bow. Okay. And she had rapid fire and white magic. Okay. I don't know if you know that rapid fire ability. No, I never use the ranger at all. You oh, the rapid fire is like you can you can use it on any character, right? Like we mentioned with the job system. Yeah. But it attacks like five times per turn. Oh, sick. So your attack's a little bit less um, powerful, but you attack five times. And with that Yoshi's bow, um, it has like a 70% chance of a critical hit. So like in those five hits you're getting multiple critical hits oh vicious she was like yeah really powerful yeah and then i had um krill yeah krill is that her name yeah krill she was a samurai so she could throw like the the jill 
Zenigage, they yeah. call it, uh, or Jill Toss. And then she had white as well. White. I had two white, uh, two people that could do white magic. Okay. And then I had Ferris as uh, a black mage with summon. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I gotta tell. Like, I I wish you guys. I hope you can hear it in my voice. I legitimately have like this big smile on my face because your team is like completely different from the team that I wrote. Okay, and yeah. we both beat that's the game. That's great about it, and though. That's absolutely, that's what makes this game just a masterpiece, is I'm hearing that, and it makes me want to play it again right now just to build a different team and just try out a whole bunch of different... Holy fuck, that's sick. So I rolled... Bartz was primarily just a warrior, like just a tank. Okay. But then I also gave him the Mystic Knight ability so that he could use Spellblade on his weapons. Mm. And then yeah. near the end of the game, I actually, I never gave him a shield the entire game. I let him roll two-handed the whole game. So, and then I found the Brave Blade, which is like this super powerful sword that I didn't even know existed. Um, and I found it completely by accident. And it starts out, it's more powerful than the Excalibur, but it goes down in its attack power every time you flee from a battle during the game. So once, oh, okay. I, once I found it, I, I did not run away from another fight. And then, so he was swinging uh, two-handed. Funny. What's that? I only found out you could run out of the battle, like when I was fighting the final boss. I randomly clicked L and R, and uh. my guy started running backwards. <laughs> I was like, "No way!" What? Oh, fuck! I guess if it's your, oh, that's so sick. I like, I just that's just like drilled into my brain from playing Final Fantasy two as a kid on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But so, so yeah, so Bart's had Spellblade, so I could put like Holy or Flare on a two-handed brave blade attack so he was hitting for like eight thousand by the end of the game oh my god so he was yeah, yeah. my beast and then um oh what the fuck's the name of the girl right under lena um lena yeah yeah so lena was my white mage almost the entire game and that was almost all i taught her but then once i and then i, I started making her into a time mage because my plan was to just give her white magic and time magic because i love to use uh haste on my team but then okay, yeah. when I looked at the, what the final abilities for every uh, class was, if you level a red mage up all the way to the final level, which takes 999 AP on that final level, then the red mage gets the dual cast ability where you can cast two spells on a turn. So Yeah, I only found that near the end of the game. I was like, yeah. God, I wish I grinded for that. I, <laughs> I do. It was too late at that in, point. In the final castle. Cast is- yeah. In the final dungeon, I grinded for about an hour and a half just to make sure she had dual cast. And then I made her freelancer, loaded her up with like a real sword and shield and armor and everything, but then gave her uh, white magic and uh, dual cast. Oh no, she was a mime. I made her a mime because I found the mime job. And if you don't know a mime job, you'll copy whatever the last person did, but you can also plug in three other abilities. And so I made her mime with white magic, time magic, and dual cast. And then I could mime okay. whoever attacked before if I just wanted her to attack. Or I could dual cast any white magic or any time magic that I wanted. So then she was just healing everybody and hasting everybody. Um, it's the best build system. It's so <laughs> sick. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fucking... You, Creel, to me, uh, Creel was my summoner. Like, straight up, okay. like, world-class summoner. And basically, all she did was summon Bahamut or phoenix yeah that's what ferris did for me yeah Yeah. and then ferris i made primarily an uh she was a ninja build most of the game but then at the end of the game i made her a second mime and so she had mime throw 
um, items and then I think white magic just in case I needed heal. But most of the time she would fall in right after Creel. So Creel would cast Bahamut and then she would mine Bahamut and do it again. Did you summon like Golem at all? Yeah, I did. So I missed some summons, but I got Golem as an optional. But he, I didn't do anything with it. I didn't get what he did. Like, does he do anything good? Yeah, he he really helps in that final. Any kind of like physical attack, he'll block it fully. Take oh. all the damage. Oh, I never used it. All I really used for summons, I used Titan forever. And then once I started getting better ones, then it was Bahamut, Leviathan, and Phoenix. And I just used the three of them basically in rotation. Oh, yeah. I never got... I had Odin... I never and, found Odin. Uh, oh my god, I love this game. There's so much to do. What the fuck? And, and actually, you can get um, Slidra, Sildra, Ferris's like um, dragon, you know, like that water dragon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that, that either. That I never got that either. Boat. Yeah, you can get her. Oh, I would have gotten that just to save that poor dragon. But I didn't yeah. know that you could. Ah, oh, fuck. Dude, that's so sick that you and I beat the game and had completely different loadouts. Completely different. Oh, the other yeah. the other ability that I gave um uh the the fourth character, the the uh, Lena um was uh uh the throw ability. Just so that I could yeah, whip all those throw. ninjas cuz that throw does so much, especially Both if you're Puma, stockpiling at shurikens, like shurikens. Yeah. yeah. And then you like much like in the other final fantasies, you can throw all your weapons too. So like I never sold any old swords or anything. I kept them to just throw them at enemies. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's guy like I sure hope that like the enthusiasm over the job system comes through cuz like and we didn't even get into like for a little while I was developing a dragoon and then I was like, "Ah, this kind of sucks." Um, yeah, I didn't like the Dragoon. I me, was trying to do the same thing, and it just didn't click. No, which sucks, because, like, again, like, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 is my favorite ever, and Kane is, like, the he's the boss in that game, and he's a Dragoon. And you just use the jump, and the jump is is uh, is all world. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it just never doesn't work in, in this game. game. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't work in this game. But, like, we never Someone's even... Someone's going to reply being, like, the Dragoon's the best yeah, job. What do you I, well, dude, I will tell you guys, when I unlocked the Dragoon job, I was so jacked because I was like, I got to have a Dragoon. That's fucking... Dragoon's kick ass. And it then I was like, cool no, it kind of sucks. Um, so we haven't even gotten into all the jobs, but that gives you guys an idea of just the insane... Like, there's jobs that neither of us even touch. The insane amount of customization yeah. in this game... Like I, I have zero doubt that I'll play this game again and just roll out four completely different party members, and just see what happens if I roll out a different party. It's just, I, I was in love with it right away, and as more jobs came up and I started mixing and matching abilities and realizing what I could do with them, I was like, this is fucking sick, so much fun. And I, and I will say that like, I'm a traditionalist with my Final Fantasy, where I, I like it when characters just learn spells as they level up as opposed to having to buy the spells. But I do like the way that in this game, you just buy spells, and then anyone that has like white or black or time or summon or whatever equipped can use any spell up to the level that they're equipped to use it on. I thought I, I really like that system yeah. a lot, too. I like the spell buying, too, because it won't let you buy, buy it more than once. So whenever mm. you get to like a new town or whatever, you just start mashing A to buy, 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 and it'll <laughs> just, it won't buy it if you already have that spell. I, 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 yeah, I like that, too. If I have... My one criticism, I think, of the spells, and maybe it's in there and I didn't see it, was, um, like, just for argument's sake, like, you have Cure, or Cure, Cure, Cura, Curaga, whatever, and uh, that's, like, level one, level two, level three, or, uh, it doesn't, and if I'm wrong, tell me, Ben, if you know, but I don't think it tells you what level the spells are, and so yes. they're, 
there are some spells where like mean. I don't know how many more levels have I got to grind this character before they'll be able to cast that spell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I I had that actually because I switched um, Krill to a white mage and I grinded white mage with her for a bit and got to like white mage level three, but I couldn't. Um, when I switched her to something else and gave her the white magic ability, I couldn't uh, cast Kiraga because it was too high of a level white magic spell. Yeah. But like, they don't tell you that. No. You and then like, you realize in the battle when you go to cast Kiraga, you're like, oh shit. I yeah. Can't. And then you realize that Kira only does like fucking 250 HP each or whatever. And you're like, fuck me. Oh, dude. That was another thing I did for like three quarters of the game was I gave Lena a healing rod. And she never even attacked anybody, but this healing rod did about 450 cure if you attacked your own teammates. And so yeah. then I would just, I would, every time it was her turn, she just attacked one of my teammates. I basically took her out of the equation for doing damage, um, but she kept my characters alive did without you, casting uh, any MP. Did you cast cure like on everyone at once? Or did you do one yeah, at a No, time? normally I cast it on, unless somebody really needed it, I cast it on everybody at once. Or yeah, yeah on everyone same. at the same time, yeah. When you get to the higher levels, though, he still doesn't top everyone off. No. Even with Kiraga. No. But that was where that dual ca- dude, dual cast and then casting yeah, Kiraga dual, on everyone twice. I never got the dual cast. Oh. It was like, I was like, I felt invincible. And then, and then, like, we had a couple instances, because, like, I, I'd like to get into the difficulty of this game a bit, because I'll be honest with you, I, I found about 80, 80% of the game to not be too hard. And then I got into the odd fight where I, I got murdered and had to revamp, like, re completely re-strategize what I, or replan what I was going to do. Um, but I found most of the game easy. Once I got dual cast, almost breaks the game. Because like I gave her dual cast, and then even if a bunch of characters on my team died, she, I would just use dual cast and cast Arise twice, which not only brings someone back from the oh, dead, but gives them Arise full health. Arise is the best. Yeah, oh, it's so. <laughs> oh, it's like life too in the old games. And so I'd cast Arise on two characters at once, and now instantly I'm back to having three characters alive. Like it was, it was almost oh game breaking. Yeah, I needed that dual cast. Oh. As a kid, this game was like the hardest game I ever played. I'd believe but, that. Uh, now, it's not too bad. All you need to do is grind a couple yeah. areas a bit, and you're good to go. I, I and you can buy like tents are not expensive. You can buy like a hundred, a hundred tents, ninety nine tents, and yeah. just grind for a bit. Yeah. The only, the only thing I found, like to me, the reason this game would get difficult would be. At least from my perspective, I look at it as like I would anyone that hasn't played this before, I would tell you like when you pick it up, don't stick to one class on a character forever, but also don't just yeah. constantly flip between it. Like you need to like over time, you do kind of have to decide like this is somewhat the route I want to take these four characters because otherwise you're going to reach the end of the game and they're all going to be like level two at like eight jobs and you're fucked. Like you need to have those high end abilities toward the end of the game. In my opinion, yeah, you gotta you gotta stick with the job for a bit, yeah, and then switch it up, yeah. Like, and don't... some of the jobs they max out at like level five. Some of them max out at level seven. So yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Some of them you can get max job level really quickly. Yeah, you can, especially like there's a couple of points in the game, especially toward the end, where you'll realize that like, oh, these fights in here aren't too hard. There's a town right there where I can go recharge and restock on supplies and save. And I'm getting like 10 AP per fight, which is a lot. Yeah. And then you realize yeah. like just hang out here and grind a bit. So I, I would I would recommend if you've never played I mean I I 
we're not even done talking yet. Like I would recommend the fuck out of this game, but personally, I would recommend looking up. If not a, don't look up a full walkthrough, but look up a guide to what the jobs can do as they level up, because that can really influence your decisions. And then about halfway through the game, you've got most of the jobs unlocked. That's when I would kind of lock in a plan and try to stick with it. Um, it's it's never going to be unbeatable, but you're going to end up having to go back and grind a whole bunch if you fuck it up, and that just gets annoying fast. That's all. Yeah, I have. I played on a emulator, and I had like uh, on my controller. I just put set one of the buttons to be like fast forward, like times two, so that when I would grind, I would just have times two speed going. Just oh, grind. That's a good idea. <laughs> Saved me a lot of time. Yeah, because yeah, there was a couple like I listened to a couple podcasts a couple of nights, just grinding away, trying to unlock a couple abilities. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, Crash Plan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. Crash Plan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a Crash Plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Um, oh, dude, actually, so, okay, so I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like We've been talking for 40 minutes, and I don't think we've spoiled very much. So we are going to get into some minor spoilers. We're still saving the giant spoiler for the very end. So I'll warn you guys before the giant spoiler happens. But near the end of the game, when you're ready, like, because like we were saying earlier, games hit a point, most RPGs hit a point where they basically tell you like, hey, you can go fight the final boss anytime you want. But once you enter this area, there is no coming back. And this game does that because X-Death, the the big bad guy is like coming out of the void and then you got to go into the void to go fight him. But one, maybe my biggest criticism of this entire game, Ben, is that these void points are all over the world map, and all you have to do is fly into one to then go into the void and go fight them. But, like, yeah. your airship fucking moves, and it doesn't, like, you don't, like, if you fly into one of these giant void points on the map, it doesn't tell you, like, oh, turn around now, or you're going into the void. You hit it, and that's it. You're into the void, and you can't get out. Like, it sends you to the no, final castle. No, you actually castle. can. You can oh, get can out. you? Ah, 
Okay, yeah, I was I, so angry. I literally walked. I walked all the way back from X Death, all the way back to the ship, and you just go to the steering wheel of the ship, and it flies you back out, uh, and you can go back to the main overworld. I swear to God, I reset one of my file. I lost probably a good half an hour worth of work because I hadn't <laughs> saved, and then I got pulled into the void, and I was like, no, 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 like I, I'm not ready yet. And then I couldn't figure out how to get out. And so I just was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, that's stupid. But all you have to do is like go I to the steering wheel of your ship and hit the button. God damn it. Hit A, yeah, and you're good. God you're damn back it. out all of right. the void. <laughs> Fucking criticism uh, redacted. I take that back. Fair enough. You win this Yeah, because I was having a hard time with the final boss. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, can I even get out of here? Like, There is a good grind spot in that void, though, where you have like unlimited heals. Um, like in the town where everyone's kind of paused. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was like, really, am I stuck here? I'm like, I kind of want to go back to the overworld, get a couple more items. And so I Googled it and they're like, yeah, you can get out. Just go back to your ship. It's a long walk. So Uh, I'm like, oh, my. I never realized that or I would have done that. God damn it. Because that's uh, so fuck. I was so angry about that. And now it turns out it's not a big deal. That said, though, like these void spots are all over the map and you uh, i agree yeah you, you can like fly in them super one, easy it just sucks you in yeah. yeah and you like again you're like this airship to its credit because like a slow moving airship would suck this thing fucking motors but it's super easy to like you have you have a split second when that void enters the screen to stop moving or turn or you fly into it once you fly into it then you're into the you get pulled into the void but i didn't realize you could fucking get out yeah. god damn it yeah, yeah um you can get out there's a couple of bosses that I found quite difficult and one. Okay. One, okay. So there's one and it's near X death and it's optional. And I was walking through the, like, so X death is like the main, the final boss of the game. And I'm walking through like his, basically like his final dungeon level. Like I'm, I'm two minutes away from him and there's a treasure okay. chest at the bottom of these set of stairs. And I was like, Oh, oh fucking. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was about. like, yeah, I was like, Oh <laughs> fucking treasure. And I open it up and there's this like dragon. It's like, Oh, an enemy attacked. And it was this dragon. And I just, I can't remember the dragon's name. Do you remember what it is? Syrian, Syrian, something. Yeah. Something like, it's like this golden dragon kind of. crystal. Yeah. And, and I was like, all right, fair enough. I'll fight this. I want the treasure. I'll fight this dragon. And it hits you with a tidal wave. At the very beginning of the fight, it hits you with a tidal wave. And the tidal wave does like 8,000 damage each. <laughs> and my characters each had like at this high, Bart's was the highest HP. And I think he had 2,500. And that was it. And then I had to go back to my yeah. save point, which was like half an hour ago. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I never did fight that guy. I tried three times. Never Me neither. did. I gave up. Right? Did you? Uh, I was like, I could fight him because um, if you have the coral coral sword, yeah, it, like heals you if you get hit with that. Yeah. But uh, I was like, whatever. I'm over this. Dude, I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> I went as far as to like, I equipped, I equipped. Uh, I can't remember her name now, but my girl that had the dual cast and the white magic, I equipped her with yeah. the coral thing. So he hits us with this tidal wave. It kills everyone but her. Then she dual casts a rise on two characters to get them right back. And then one of the characters she cast a rise on was my summoner. And then the summoner used Phoenix, which attacks the enemy and brings your uh, a character back from the dead at full health. So one attack oh, in, everyone's back. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Then it's second attack wiped us all out. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I gave up. Boy, I, I'll never fight Wave, that wave, tidal wave, like constantly. Like, Ugh. I don't know, that boss, it, there must be a way. Like, I know there's a couple enemies in this game um, that if you fight them with magic, they'll just demolish you with their counterattack against yes. magic. So you have to only 
use like physical attack. Yeah. I don't know if there's a trick like that with that boss, but holy <laughs> crap. You think you're just, I, what's in that chest, you know? I looked it up and it's, uh, I think it's uh, like the mess immune or something. It's just like a big sword. It's like a, it's like the most powerful oh. sword of the game or something. But I just said, fuck okay. it. I'm done with this. I was like, this, yeah. I, this is stupid. I was the same. And it's funny you bred, you bretchen that like certain enemies will attack every time you use magic because there's a tower you have to go through the, the fork tower. Yeah. And maybe I missed it somewhere, but like you go into this tower, it's near the end of the game. You go into this tower and you have to split into two parties of two, or I guess you could go three and one if you wanted. It doesn't really say it just, you have to send, you get to pick your parties and you have to send them to the two different sides of the tower and they have to fight up the tower simultaneously, but separately from each other. And the first couple of times I tried to work my way up this tower, I got slaughtered and then I Googled it. And then it said on the left side, you can only use magic if you use a physical attack. They'll counterattack and wipe you out. And on the other side, you can only use physical attacks if you use any magic. They counterattack and wipe you out. And then I was able yeah. to beat it. But like, I don't remember it telling me that anywhere in the game. Maybe I just wasn't paying it attention. Gives, it does give you like a hint, but it's like it's like a riddle. Like it's super vague. Like it doesn't tell you don't use magic, but it's like it's like use brute force in this tower. Like oh. use magic. It it doesn't say it exactly it's just like kind of like a cryptic message yeah because like i like i can't imagine trying to play this without the internet because i would have given up at that point because i was completely fucked yeah because if you use magic you're you're done and vice versa depending on what tower you're in yeah you have no chance to counter anything they they hit you with like they drop like meteor on you or something and take like twelve thousand damage like they murder you and i meteor like five times before you get to attack again dude. like and you know what really sucks is they keep hitting you to like like let's just say your hp is 1500 and they cast a spell on you where like one attack from the spell does 2000 and it hits you like six times so like, and you have to watch it just hammer you and you're like it's it's like the simpsons scene where you're like he's already dead and they just keep fucking yeah. massacring you and i could like not you're figure dead out, 10 times over oh i could not figure out the fuck i was doing wrong but then i then i looked it up so i I, once I knew how to beat the tower, I thought it was a cool idea, but I was just a little bit irritated because I was like, I try to pay attention in RPGs and I didn't think it told me what the fuck I, I think, had. I think, I feel like it's that turtle that tells you that, um, uh, but it's I, really I hate vague. that fucking turtle. I hate him. Really? I like the turtle. Ah, he's like an old sage and he breaks yeah. Bart's balls when all the he time. Fights, when he fights like X-Death, when I was a kid, that was like the most epic scene ever yeah that's pretty rad because he like stands up like to you know like he gets knocked off first and then he comes back and just like goes to town yeah but. i'm trying to think like is there and then actually sorry I, 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 i'm gonna ask you if you, there's one other the boss you fight basically the second last mandatory boss when you're in the void and you're crossing the bridge from the top of the castle and then you have to fight this like big demon that casts mega flare once he's okay, close to yeah. dead I had a, I had a bitch. I, I beat him, but he, 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 he fucked me around a couple of times before I got past him. Yeah, he was pretty tough. I um, found him tougher than X Death, actually. Really, X Death was the hardest for me, for sure. Oh, I see. Um, I, I beat him first try, and I'm not flexing. I, maybe it's just a dual cast. Without really? a dual cast, I was dead. But yeah, I didn't have dual cast. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I had to leave and like do do a few more things to beat X Death. Okay. Um. His first form was fine. It was his second that would get me. Always. Dude, and fucking game developers. Guess what? I maybe and maybe I'm not speaking on behalf of all of our listeners right now, but I'll speak on behalf of me. 
Just give me one form. Just give me one tough form. Because the anxiety after 30 plus years of gaming, the anxiety I get when I beat a hard-fought final boss and I'm just waiting for that stupid second form to pop up, I just, I hate that feeling. Just give me one. Just make the one form the tough form and just let me out. Don't make me stressed. That's, I don't know if you feel that way. I hate that. I fucking hate this. I think form. it's ingrained now. It's like, okay, maybe the first time it was unexpected, but now everyone expects it. Like if a boss only, if a final boss only had one form, you'd be like, wow, really? That's, I love that's it. I'm like, surprising. good. That's yeah. good boss. Good game design. Well done. Or if you're going to give me a second form, give me a breather and just make the second form like really easy. Like have them be like, oh yeah. And then just be able to like kill him in like one hit. Like that would be such a nice little thing. Like this hard. F- uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Like fuck. when it was first used, it's kind of expired now. Yes. I think people can get over that. I yeah. hate it. Just make the first form hard. Exactly. Why does he need exactly. To save his ultra form for the end. <laughs> exactly. Is there? I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else I really got stuck, but I'm thinking those are the ones that fucked me up the most. Is there any? Is there anything yeah. there you got stuck? When I was a kid, like the first battle with X Death in his castle was like when I beat him there. I like was so excited. Yeah. And then I I thought I beat the game. Uh, <laughs> I realized I was like halfway through. To be that's that's become a staple too. It seems like in every RPG you fight the final boss halfway through, and then you beat them, and then shit gets way worse. Like that just always yeah. seems that's. I don't feel like we're spoiling anything saying that. That just seems like like RPG one hundred and one these days. Yeah, no, I thought I thought um, now I beat him so easily in that castle, but yeah, um, no. yeah, I, I didn't like. I guess it maybe comes down to your builds, but outside of two or three instances, like I didn't find it to be the toughest. I, it wasn't easy. I'm not saying it was an easy game, but um, I really feel like the difficulty in this game, uh, inadvertently or not, is somewhat related to how you build your team. Yeah, you know? I agree. What I I found I didn't have to grind too much in this one. Like I didn't hit any real walls. Yeah. Like I just, I would just decide, okay, maybe this is a good spot to grind. I'd grind a bit, get a few levels, and then just continue. Yeah. You know and what? I never had an issue. Yeah. The only time that I really grinded, like, cause there was a f- same thing. There was a few instances where I just got comfortable and was like, I'm just going to, you know, I'll, I'll just listen to a podcast and just try to level up some abilities here. But the only time, there was never one time in the game where I felt forced to grind. There were a couple instances where I chose to grind. But there was never a time where I got stuck and just realized, like, I'm so criminally underpowered right now, I'll never be able to beat this. Like, I never found yeah. that once. And in a game, I want to actually just point out, yeah, like, t- uh, tip of my cap to the to the to everyone that worked on this game, the developers, because, like, in a game with this much customization, where, like, you don't know what the fuck players are going to do with these 20 or whatever jobs you've given them, um, to make a game where, like, I don't really feel like you're ever at a point where you're completely forced to grind... Like, that's good game design, because that can't be an easy thing to do, to balance a game like this with that many options and, and, and abilities. So, I really, yeah, I'm really impressed. I was I was so impressed with this fucking video game. Like, I'm, I'm very disappointed that it didn't just come to the Super Nintendo back in the day like the other two did. I really am. Um, anyway, I think... Have you got anything else to weigh in on, Ben, before we get to that one big spoiler and start wrapping this thing up? Didn't. Oh, did I lose you, Ben? 
Oh, there you're back. There I you lost go. you for a bit. Okay. Sorry about that. I was just ranting yeah. and I thought you were just being polite and being like, oh, the old man's ranting again. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying how, how, how well designed I thought the game was considering all the variables that go into it based on how players play. Like they did yeah, a good job like balancing this, it. This set a good bar for my first RPG. And I think it still holds up to this day. I've played it a few times throughout the years. Um, but now, this was the first time I actually completed the whole thing. So, Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a, like now I complete all my games, but before I would just like play for a bit, drop them. Yeah. Start of course. A new game. If they were too long, like I wasn't into these like 30 hour games. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think this game overstays its welcome, but having been someone that did the optional quest of going to find all four tablets and then going to get the rewards from all those tablets. And then I, I went and found uh, the mime job, which is completely optional and kind of hidden. Yeah, and I, I didn't look up that. how to find it. I just found it by exploring. And I was, I love that feeling when you find something completely by accident. I love that feeling. Um, yeah, Odin was like a really good find for me. And, uh, Bahamut, Bahamut. Um, it's not a find because he like flies out and is like, there's like this huge scene and you see exactly where he goes. Yeah, but, he tells uh, you where to go find. I him. like to see him in every Final Fantasy. Me too. I was so I was one, like, come hell or high water, I'm going to, for that. One thing I have to say about the summons that really frustrated me is the first couple summons you get are like Shiva and and Ifrit, right? Uh, Shiva, Ramu, Ibrit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Ramu, you get him, but he's an item. So I'm like, I got Ramu, and I'm like, I don't see him in my summoning. So you have to go in your inventory, click Ramu, and then he's added to your summoning. It's like, why wasn't it like that for Shiva and Ifrit? They just automatically joined your menu. The only reason that I didn't get tripped up by that was because I played Final Fantasy VIII for the first time a couple months ago, and this, there's a there's something I can't remember what it is, but there was something in Final Fantasy VIII that was the same thing. I had the item in my inventory for most of the game, and then looked up how the fuck do I get this? And they're like, you just use the item, and then they add that character to your your roster or whatever. I can't remember what it was. I yeah, think it was like a summoner or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? How? Why is that? I agree. That's such a stupid idea. I can't agree more with that. Because Ifrit, you beat Ifrit, he just joins. There's yeah. no item. Same with Shiva. They just join. Ramu, you're like, okay, I beat him. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that I, was just one. I hate that. I thought that was so that was stupid. Like, I had to Google that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hate it. I, fuck yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, that said though, like, it's, it, I really, I mean, we're getting into that spoiler in a second, but it's a great game. I didn't think it overstayed its welcome. Like I said, I went after all the optional tablets. I explored the world for a few hours. I went and got some optional summons and I was ready to beat it. Like by the time I got there, if there had been like another 10 hours of game when I got into the void to go fight X-Death, I might've been like a little bit like, oh, for fuck's sakes, let's go. Um, because like the job system, to me, the job system negates the semi-weak story uh, to the point where the game is so fun that I barely even, all I need to know is that I have these four characters, these five characters, and we have to go fight X death. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even need more of a story than that. That's fine. Cause the job system is so fun. Yeah. But near the end when the job system is kind of, I don't want to say it's overstayed. It's welcome, but you have the characters you want. And there's not really the novelty of adding a bunch more abilities. Then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to end it. And to its credit, like it, it it's like, okay, when you're ready to end it a couple more hours and you're done. Like I, I liked that. Yeah. The game, the game paced itself perfectly. Agreed. Um, yeah. And as a kid, this this was like the first 
story driven game that I ever played. So I didn't realize that video games like had stories like this. So at the time, this was like a big story for me. But like, yeah, now it's like it's like your generic story. Guy's going to end the world. You have to stop him. Yeah. And, like, I, <laughs> and I liked it. I was like, I'm good with that. I, I don't need more than that. Yeah, like it, it's good. Yeah. So I'm just going to warn you all right now. We're going to spend a, about, I would say, you know what? Honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's that much, like two minutes. You think it's all it's going to take to kind of break down this one big thing? I think that's about, yeah. it's not that long. So what we're going to do is we're going to score the game now. Then we're going to spend about two minutes on this topic and then I'll fade the podcast out and then I'll come back and do the end thing where I thank everybody and stuff like that. So if you don't want that one spoiler, we'll give you your score now. Then I'll warn you all before we get into the one big spoiler. So, and then, and I don't think we spoiled any, like, I don't think that we've said anything right now where if you played this game for the first time now, we've spoiled it for you. I think you're still pretty safe. Agreed? I don't think we've done anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. So we got to score this thing before we get into uh, anything else. And I don't want to score it out of five because that's a little bit too, that's not a big enough scale, but there's 15 entries. I know there's sequels, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. There's 15 Final Fantasies, (laughs) numbered Final Fantasies. So if you were going to score this game out of 15, Ben, what would you score this game? Oh, I would give it like a 13. Um, I really liked it. And it's, it has like, I have the nostalgia for it, Mm -hmm. but I think I, I don't know if it's my favorite Final Fantasy, but it, it, it contends for the number one spot. Yeah. I, I I feel that exact same way. Like I've always said that like two slash four and nine are my personal two favorites. Uh, five is right there with both of them. Like, yeah, I'm, I'd probably. Me at, me at seven and five are my, my two favorites. Yeah. It's, uh, seven's fucking fuck what a what a crazy like such a hot and cold series like the like the the two three or four six whatever you want to call them seven nine like there are some games that are pretty well just universally like 99 percent of people like that game's fucking rad and then there's games that are hot and cold like 12 and 8 seem to be the ones that people are like "Eh, some like it some don't and then there's like 13 that nobody seems to like just such a weird fucking series man um yeah well they take risks and change things up in almost every game yeah they do and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't uh this one does job system is great yeah i i'm honestly like with absolutely no nostalgic ties to this game whatsoever like i'm gonna go yeah like 14 out of 15 like i'd give it a nine and a half out of 10 on a regular this game is oh i loved it and and honestly ben i'm not gonna lie to you dude when you won the draw and I said, what game do you want to cover? And you were like, Final Fantasy V would be great. Part of me was like, fuck yeah. I've always wanted to see what that game is about. Part of me was like, fuck me. That's like a 40-hour RPG. Because I'm not the world's <laughs> biggest RPG fan. It didn't turn out to be 40 hours. But I, dude, thank you for picking this. Because this game fucking owns. I adored it. I will play it again. This game is so fucking Yeah, great. I know. You hadn't covered it. You hadn't covered it yet. So I was like, I really wanted to cover this. I'm like, perfect opportunity. Yeah. And I know you had just finished Final Fantasy VIII. So I gave you a few options. I'm like, I know you just yeah, played yeah. a big RPG. Like, if you want to do a different game, that's fine. No, but, you, uh, as long as you were you were patient with me. And I just said, I just need a little bit of time to kind of rinse my palate to Final Fantasy VIII before I hop into this one. And you were dope about yeah, it. Yeah, so and I had you. just finished nine at that point too, Final Fantasy IX. So I was kind of on the same page. So we did perfect. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to warn you all right now. We are going to go into this one, and I, it's not an earth-shattering spoiler, but there is one, to me, the biggest part of the plot. We're going to get into that right now. We're going to spend about two minutes on it. Then I'll play the music. Then I'll come back. So if you don't want to hear this part, skip ahead 120 seconds, all right? And then come back, and then you can listen to the outro. Okay, so three, two, one. Okay, so we got two minutes. Uh, there's a point about two-thirds of the way through the game. So, like, the fifth character that we never really mentioned is Galoof. Galoof? I don't know how to say his name. Is it Galoof? Yeah, say? I called him Galoof the whole time. Me too, because he, he, and, like, yeah. and Galoof feels better, because if you've never played this game, he's, like, an old man, and he's kind of senile, and he doesn't, for a long time, he doesn't remember who he is, and he's awesome, but he just kind of is lost. In my- in my opinion, he's the best character in the game. I agree, hundred percent. I think he's fucking yeah. hilarious. He's funny. Yeah, he's kind of like. A, oh, I think uh, I just lost. There you can see like some of like the Jap- that some of the Japanese humor there. Like, yeah, he's a little bit of like an old pervert. Like, yeah, he is. And then about two thirds of the way through his part of the game, he completely remembers who he is and everything. And it turns out that like all these years ago, when X Death was originally sealed in the void. Galoof was one of the four warriors that fought him off along with Bart's dad and then a couple other people. And so is you, it, I actually loved the idea that like one of the four heroes that sealed him away in the first place is on your team. And then he dies completely. I did not, I gotta be honest. I did not see it coming. I don't know if you did. I did not yeah, see that it was coming. My, that was my heiress. Like whoever was, everyone always mentioned like their first video game character that died was heiress. Like Galoof was my era. Like yeah. I was genuinely sad when me he died. too. And I won't lie to you, I was pissed because I was like, dude, I put so much time into fucking developing him. He was gonna be my summoner. I was like, fuck me. But then maybe one of the best things this game does is his granddaughter, who's been in the game the whole time, Creel. Uh, like I don't know what he sends her. It looks like an old piece of cloth. I don't know what the fuck it is. But basically, he gives her all his powers, and then she just joins the team and has all the everything you had given Galoof. She has now. Yeah. And then you're fighting with she his. She takes a bit his. to grow. Yeah, she takes a bit to grow on me, but she eventually does. They they flesh her out a little bit. Yeah, yeah they do to kind of make you because you're like, okay, I just lost my favorite character. Like, who is this girl? Yeah, <laughs> but then the fact that she joins your team and you don't have to restart any 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 grinding you've done or anything. Like I, so just we wanted to get that in there. For me, that's like the biggest moment in the game. I love finding out yeah, who he is and what he did. I love the way that like he keeps kind of like his spirit kind of keeps showing up with Bart's dad and the other heroes to kind of cheer you on and help you and I loved it. I loved that. I and I'm so glad that that moment wasn't spoiled for me. So if you did, if we just spoiled it for you, sorry, but we warned you. That's on you now. We warned you. I would also say like another minor spoiler is like Ferris is a boy at the beginning. Or you oh think yeah. She, they make you, but like her photo and like her pixel art image is clearly a girl yeah that one that one didn't surprise they're me they're all much. referring to her as like a a boy and then they're sleeping in one of the inns and then bart's goes into the room to like wake her up and like lift the blanket and there's like a heart emoji above bart's head and he runs <laughs> out of the room <laughs> but like yeah that didn't surprise me but then finding out that um their sisters the two girls are sisters yes that was a little was, bit of a surprise but it was also awesome at the same time yeah so yeah. as a kid that was that caught me off guard yeah like, i didn't yeah was, so okay when you're older you sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but no i i agree no, I, okay. I thought it was great so so the spoilers are done if you're back now we're not spoiling anything else um i think dude it's been a long podcast but i think 
I think we covered the bases. We scored it. I, I loved this game. I, I cannot recommend it more to you guys out there right now. If I'm not mistaken, it's not on any eShops. It's on iOS, Android. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, think- I emulated it on my Super Nintendo because... For some fucking reason, Square and Nintendo and all them refused to sell us their old games that we'd all be more than happy to pay them for. Um, I have my original um, Game Boy Advance cart, but I, I emulated it because I just wanted to use save states. I wanted to like make it as quick as possible yeah. to get through this. Yeah. Um, it's a great game, though. And I I find, personally, like you were going to get the iOS version at first, and yeah. I was like, I hate the art style. I think it looks horrible. Yeah. Compared to the old pixel art style. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought this game looked fucking awesome. Like, I thought this game, yeah. playing the GBA port, I loved the way this... Like, I I have a massive fetish for, like, that 16-bit pixel art style to begin with, but I thought this yeah, game looked it. beautiful. And I'm I'm actually... The main reason I wanted it on mobile was just because these long RPGs are... E- I find them easier to play handheld than in front of my TV. But um, I'm glad I played it on the GBA port because it looked awesome. So if you've got to cheat to play it, I'm not endorsing cheating to play it. I'm just saying it's worth it's worth it's worth your time. If you like RPGs, if it was on Switch, I would have bought it in a heartbeat, dude. In a heart, if they release this game on the Switch tomorrow, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Because frankly, uh, of the three Super Nintendo era Final Fantasies, I actually think this one might be the most replayable. Just because of that job yeah, system and all the shit you can system. do. So, um, dude, good stuff, Ben. It was nice to kind of meet you, and uh, <laughs> verbally at least. And uh, thank you so much for supporting not only my my charity stream but the podcast and being part of this community. And uh, thanks for doing the show, man. You fucking nailed it. Great, great game, and you were a great guest. Very well done. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Hopefully. Uh... You get to do the event again next year and we can crush that goal. That's the, that's the, yeah. Fucking rights. We're doing it. Well, actually it really sucks. It it was, it was fucking hard last year, but we're going to do it again. I promise we'll do it again this year. Oh, I'm happy. And I'm happy that, uh, I don't have to keep begging for this game to get covered. (laughs) (laughs) No, you get, yeah, you got it. And like, dude, I, I'm telling you, like I was nervous about giving someone the ability to just pick a fucking random game because I didn't want to have to play just some hot garbage and then have to come on here and like have someone be like, this is my favorite game ever. And then just have me shit all over it. Cause I hated it. I was so scared of that. <laughs> and you did the exact opposite. This like legitimately, we just ranked my favorite RPGs of all time. And this wasn't on the list. Cause I hadn't played it yet. It, this knocks something off of my top 10 favorite RPGs of all time list. Cause this is in my top. Well, 10. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Great, great fucking game. Good talking to you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. that's going to do it for this week's episode ben thank you so much not only for joining me on the show but for showing the patience in waiting for me to play final fantasy 5 for picking such an awesome game in final fantasy 5 and most importantly for donating to my charity stream back in december because we raised a lot of money for children's hospitals and really if there's anything everyone can get on board with it's that children 
deserve to be taken care of. So just wins all around. I really enjoyed this episode. And Ben, you fucking killed it. So thank you so much, my man. And thank you to everybody else out there for listening to the show. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, If you're enjoying what we're doing, consider supporting me on Patreon. It's only two bucks a month. We're not IGN. We're not Kotaku. We're not GameSpot. I don't have a giant corporation backing me up. I'm just a comedian in his spare bedroom with a bunch of sound equipment that I found somewhere. And I'm trying to figure out how to make podcasts. So your money... It goes right into me and into the show, and it, it's really, really appreciated. And I take a lot of pride in the insane amount of value that I'm fucking puking on top of you for. You get two extra podcasts a week, access to over 70 extra podcasts instantly. You get a shout-out on the show, access to our Discord. You can write in comments. You can DM with me. There's a lot over there. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass uh, is going to be all about Mario, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. I have a P.O. box. You can find it the address at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. You can shoot me a postcard or a letter, something little. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you a Remember the Game postcard back. We'll be best friends. That's how society works these days. And you can find me on Twitch. I'm over there every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Tuesday and Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and Saturday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Just look for Member the Game on Twitch. Not Remember. I don't know who the fuck they are, but don't pay attention to them. Member the Game over on Twitch. Come hang out. It's a lot of fun. I spend just as much time arguing with and playing with the chat as I do actually sucking at whatever game I'm playing right now. And uh, that's it. That's all she wrote. Next week, it is the big episode 150. We're going to be talking about the original Super Mario Brothers, the game that is responsible for everything I've become. Uh, It is going to be a long one. The game chat portion itself is an hour and 35 hour and 40 minutes long and then the intro is going to be on top uh it's i think it's going to be i hope it's going to be a fun episode i'm sure it will be uh thank you all for helping me get to 150 episodes thank you for listening thank you for all the love and support you guys are the best and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna go drink some coffee so i'm gonna leave but thanks for listening i'll talk to you guys again soon cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I turn out every week without your support. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. And I saw a huge, oh God, there's like 270 names this month and I'm just got them in a random order. I'm going to fuck some up. So if you want to listen to it to see if I fuck yours up, go ahead. And just a quick note, I record this at the beginning of every month. So as I'm recording this right now, it's May 4th, May the 4th be with you. And uh, I fucking hate that joke. And I record this uh, at the beginning of every month because it takes a long time to do every week. So if you signed up after May 4th, thank you so much, but you'll be added to this in April or pardon me in June when we record the next one okay here we go a huge thank you to broken spoilers matthew day plucky beast super dave owen the game fur chuck brynamite joe kirby dale baker ian watts jeff bergeron paul ronnie Sachs, hammond egger josh valentini chance mccoy sean radford karth from kotor sean raspberry rose Scott Roseberry, Shannon Willis, Astral Soul, Big G, Classic Crusade, Russell Aldridge, El Sock, Adam Ferrer, Tom Maya, Oprah's Iron Fist, The Old Man of Gaming, A Sharp J, Lee Sparks, Zonko504, Scarlet, Kyle Bolton, Chris Freeman, Tom Calvert, Seth Mayfield, Jose E. Marco, Titan Entertainment, S2 Vaughn 5000, Bones 02, Guest House Productions, K Cuz, Candido, Born to Do It, Daniel McKee, Dan Wagner, Elijah 232, Joseph Gonzalez, David, Tim Chambo, Captain Cool, Explode Processing, Nathaniel Shelley, Swedish Fish, Lee Whitworth, 
Tense Sparkter, John DeShazo, Squints, Carmichael Nicholas, Gary Heather, Corey Street, David Phillips, I Worked at Subway, Raul Aguiar, Joel LeBlanc, Johnny CCDC, Wolf Magic 21, Paul, Fob, Kerry Waka Waka, Ryan McCowan, Trevor Oaks, Mike Burks, Nathan Freak, Too Loud for the Crowd, Pizza Power, Matthew McLean, Doogie, Logan Hale, Cody Poland, Murat Pepper, Spencer C. Weiss, Chris Copland, Electronic Emotions Program, K Jam, Lord Finish, Aaron Baker, Dane Upton, Goth C, Good A, Mega Man 2 OG, McJr, Jafar, Rogue Agent, Thor the Hammered, Stefan Fukasawa, Joshua Davis, John Byrne 86, Andy Hudson, Retro Bismol, Sam Wright, Devin Gordon, Seriously Ron P, Derpimus Prime, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Wolfgang, Darren Bugnish, Troy Xuniak, Brian Robbins, Ferdy Martinez, JB Retromania, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Kevin, The Anti-Spatial Podcast, The Novel Console, MFALF, Zoo Troy, The Honest Pokemon Trader, Sean Clifford, Pi Messiah, Jesse Clark, Kelly, Rodrigo Tamazi, Derek Jane, Mercury869, Mad Shibs, Potato Bob Guy, That One Kid Nick, Dana Wucherall, Amy Gillen, James Anderson, MPG in Buffalo, Pat Duddy, 8-Bit Bovey, Poops Loomis, Raging Demon, Mr. Satan, Troy Cherichetti, Silver Grunion, P. Wolverine Films, David Schnatterer, Martin Greenwood, Dominic S. Thompson, Tim L. Adam Beasley, G9PSX, PB McFadden, Jared, The Giraffe, Tim Real, Starro Probin, Jay Clutch, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L., Xwater, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Ryan Bayshore, Christopher Russell, Mike Maloney, Defunct, Tommy Reynolds, Ryan Kinchin, Arpad Bodos, Jer Bear, S2S, Adam J., Zane Donovan, John Quack, Ryan Yeager, Morgan, Geek Life Radio, David Ray, Danny Vega, Tom Kite, Brian Medeiros, Andre SJA Flash, A Town, Mark Jones, Nathan Tremblay, Chris Knife 007, White Burrow, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Brian Bra- Brian Ransom, Matt McLean, Mr. Nick, Michael Haig, The T Word, Miklos Blackshaw, Aaron Lawson, Stitch, Dario Omen, Adam O'Sharello, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Craig Rutt, Leon K, Scott Brooks, Yamcha, Wyman Brooks, Chuck Schlarp, Chris Campbell, Brandon O'Brien, aka Tin Smasher, Mackenzie Wheeler, No One Cares, Dave Thompson, Dan T. Adam Anderson, Ben Boucher, Matt Brown, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Mark 209, Kyle Paul, Vladstein, Nick Sills, April Sane, Alex Martinez, Brian McKay, Fraser Burns, Bullfrog 1221, Jason Cortez, Kevin Hufford, Do How, Dylan, Jordan, Desert Tortoise, Joe Mack, They Call Me Badger, Kate Roberts, Luca, Rescognito, Divalk, Gary C, Andrew Wright, Rex Sheldon, Charlie Medeiros, Josh Morgan, Chris Fleury, Corey, Doug Dorn, Evan Refuse, Slick Rick, Ben Bullio, Ashley Cronenbitter, Nathan Warzecha, Warzica, Joe Gillespie, DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, Sean Razine, Ryan White, Robert Lippa, James Clark, Christopher Sumner, Keegs and his stupid arrow handle, Jeffrey Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Fake McHugh, Matthew Mathis, or Michael Mathis, pardon me, Tyler, Freezer Burnt, Stupid Monkey, Andre, Sharonic, Ben Drinkin, Joe Buck, Todd, Makeshift Money, and Dave. That was ugly, but thank you all so much. If I didn't screw up your name, it means I like you just a little bit more, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. You're the best. Cheers. Thank you.